That's it. Money. I'm about making money. That's the dream, y'all. That's the American dream. And that's the theme, baby. We're making some money. We got AJ, who's dominating last man standing. Well, he's standing. I'm standing. 40 people left. Equity in the thousands, the multiple thousands. Not enough to get Fez excited, though. But Fez gets excited. If it was his money, he'd have a little chub going. Now. Fez, what's your situation? All right, so Survivor got Quit one, bragging. Oh, got go one entry left in college. I share it with my buddy Mike, Napa Mike. I get it. You, you, listen, you Mike does a lot of good for you. I get it. Don't make it so obvious. All right, and we also are in ninth place in the college football challenge at, at William Hill. Ninth? But what about the last – or you got some open um, – Deal uh, in in the NFL Survivor, right? In NFL Survivor, have one entry left. Yes, there's three. And what's the equity on that? Left. Equity is like eighteen thousand. So he can hardly remember that he has eighteen thousand mm. of equity. Make sure you buy his packages, because you know what he doesn't care. Here's how you know he's not lying to you. Well, one, he's a pregame, but two, because he doesn't care. I mean, it's like oh, an extra thousand. Should I bend over and pick it up? Right. <laughs> I left two thousand in my bag. Mackenzie, I walked out without my bag. I said, oh, I almost forgot my bag. I had 2,000 in it. McKenzie, you would have had, uh, was you like had like 800 losing maybe. Losing his mind. I walked out in the parking lot. I was like, Fez, you, you, you left your bag. There was nothing in it, but you left your bag here. <laughs> it's funny. Fez, I told you, you should keep like some the wind was two grand growing. in the butt. In the bag so you remember it. You know, Mackenzie, doing this tight open, we probably don't need you on the mic. You following? Of course. <laughs> but let's talk about Mackenzie. I'll do it, though. You lean back. This guy, and I said this during the show, I'm going to say it succinctly here. His NBA performance last year was beyond comprehension. What does that mean? You could have sat and meditated upon all the possibilities, and this wasn't one of them. 57.3? Yes or no? 0.3, yes. Percent. 57.3 on 300 and some plays. Fez, we said, it's, it's incomprehensible. What do you think? Yeah, there is no way a 52.4% handicapper, by example, is going to By hit example? Mackenzie, we don't know what he is. is 0.3% with a sample size of 300. No it one in the history happen. of the NBA public handicapping has ever hit 57% over, I think over 300 plays, maybe no one. It might be the best performance we've ever seen. Like, not just a pregame, in the history of pick selling. I mean, can you – let's be honest. I who's, think that's a little hyperbole. No, let, let, me, let me pose – give me an example of that because I would make the case that there was – like at the sports monitor back in the day out of Oklahoma, right, they would follow the sports batters or, or the pickers, is it was a situation where I think it was like 100 or 80 games or something got you qualified for the NBA. There wasn't people picking 300 and some games. And I'm not saying this like I'm sure. I'm saying I've been in this business. Well, let's say I've been following picks since, I mean, this sounds crazy, since like 84 when I was 14. I used to call the score phones like crazy getting free picks. Or not this, but the ones that were like in the magazines where they had a number out of Cleveland that was a long distance. I used to go plug the machine, uh, the payphone. And it was stupid because it was like $2 to do it on the payphone, but my mom wouldn't let me do it at home. You know, they come on that uh, bill, you know, the long distance bill they used to have, and they used to go throughout with a fine tooth comb. Let me tell you something. When did we make a call to Iowa? Exactly. And they call up and they just go, we got a lock of the, you know. And so 
Who do you know in Costa Rica? I've been there a long, no one. I've been there a long time. Every 10 minutes I would call. And, well, that was to get the scores. I'm talking yes. about getting the picks. The, the, in between the scores, they'd be touting some game to call the 800 number. Yeah. I got caught up in all that. That's really one of the drivers of what I did with pregame to say, I don't want people to have to do, you know, suffer. I want the money. I don't want them. Oh, wait. <laughs> but here's the thing. Right, but we're going to get it through providing value. That's the key. Then you can feel proud about it. Now, listen, McKenzie had one of the best records I've ever seen in a single NBA season, if not the best. If anyone thinks they got a better one, show me. All right. I don't look at my Twitter mentions, but if I happen to, I'll see it. Now, I'm so proud of the fact that a lot of you have seen it. Him kind of wet behind the ears. He came up. He's been beat around a little bit, beat around again, beat around again. Then AJ shows up. They try to be a team. I separate them, <laughs> metaphorically. But the guy persevered. A lot of people would have quit. He's a Yale graduate. The guy's smart. That's the starting point. I would have. I tell you this. Last year, I would have won heads up with him in the NBA. I would have just looked at the screen and I would have bet him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even dream it. You want? You want? If I was going to back him, would you want to go ten thousand Fez against him this year in the NBA? Absolutely not. You, you hear? I think McKenzie had a tingle. You know, and, and McKenzie already had a. Well, let's not change the subject. No NBA. I want to see how we're he talking feels. his tingle here. Yeah, I want to see how he. How did that feel, McKenzie? Felt good. Why did you have a lobotomy yesterday? <laughs> no. Why? Why are you saying it so flat? Are you afraid I'm, I'm, to be I'm excited, humbled, guys? I, are, are you afraid to be excited? I'm afraid. To, no, I'm. I'm. I'm very grateful. I just want to. You know, I can't believe it. Thank you. Well, you better be able to believe it. Then I'm going to be skeptical you're going to do it again. No, but I mean, just like five years ago, I was listening to this podcast. I was literally writing down things you guys say and just trying to get well, better every day. you still do when I'm talking. No, I, I absolutely learn from you guys every day. And it's just it's an honor to be here. Thank you. It's like an mm. Oscar speech. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> much, wasn't it? So Mackenzie had this excellent point. There's been a rule. I think we've done enough, Mackenzie. Make it quick. Rules change in the NBA this well, year. Is this going to be about the overs? Yes. I mean, we don't have to over get. I mean, to some degree, let's let the guy get some picks off it, huh? Fair enough. He's giving it to you for. Let's give your for, let's give your coin toss bets. You want to do that? And and no, you Ooh. don't do it. No, oh, no, no. And here's the commitment that we made when Fez came on board. And Fez, you can uh, you know attest to this. I said, listen, I I've heard about you. I didn't know you. Snaky, tricky, and always getting you know like someone once said, it's like wrestling a barrel of snakes. Dealing with Fez, a barrel. They're coming at you underneath, a, right or wrong? Maybe. Maybe. And I said, I can handle you. Don't worry. You go, oh, don't worry. I said, but, but we can hold back from the people. And that was a sticking point. But since you've said that and have committed to it, you haven't. The exception is if there's something that's so illiquid that it takes like two bets and it's yours, you can't give it out because no one else is going to get it. And it just makes it where it's some rush to it. Exactly. But otherwise, you don't hold anything back. Yes. But it's McKenzie's thing. We should let McKenzie say it when he's ready. Maybe on SOVAM. Yes. I already said it on SOVAM. Really? Yeah. That's why you got it. It talked about it this morning. That really is. Well, listen. You gotta listen, and you know what else you gotta listen to? Well, I think probably now you're saying I'm gonna listen to this pod. You've been five minutes, RJ, so I'm gonna make this quick. This is tip off twenty T I P O F F two zero tip off twenty twenty percent off. It's good through Monday, and McKenzie, if he sells a f- ten more packages, 
I'm guessing will be the biggest NBA seller preseason av- or entering the season ever. If you want to support him, and I'm telling you something, the, and I've never said buy McKenzie. In fact, I've ridiculed him in a way. You know why? Because I didn't want when I finally knew this day would come, you would believe me. This guy knows the NBA. He focuses on the NBA. You listen to his NFL. You know he's not focused on that. He focuses on the NBA. <laughs> Fez, I got him. I got him far better than fifty percent to be a winner this year. I agree. In fact, my advantage player Dalimon, very well respected. He called me up. He's like, Fez, I, I need to help me out with the NBA. And I'm like, Oh, he's asking my firm expertise. And he goes, I don't care who you like. Who's McKenzie got tonight? Is that true? It's a true story. And he's an advantage player. Oh yeah, very well respected. Well, big, let's have a, poker. Player. I'm actually okay, but but he, he, does he do like the the progressive jackpots and things like that? He does everything. Yeah. Yeah, we should have lunch. I want to talk yeah. to because I've been di- reading more about uh, the event, that kind of stuff yeah. for the library, but that's for another time. This has been a good show, Fez. Though Scott, how would you describe it? Lack of sugar. I just think it's uh, yeah, blood sugar. That's I a think, good way. Yeah. Just to say his blood sugar was low. Blood sugar's low. AJ said I couldn't eat. Yeah, Fez made a terrible mistake last week having such a good show because he set a bar that was just. But you know what? It wasn't reachable. Here's the thing: back to back. He had two or three insights that were the best insights of the pod, and then he was funny trying to talk at a couple points. So to me, funny and insightful. What more can you say? That's this show. Enjoy. We have a full house. Got some guests visiting. Also to my right, A.J. Hoffman, who is now still alive in the last man standing, college football style, ATS style. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Steve Fezzik, who <laughs> is having, a, I would say, a cerebral event. <laughs> but it, just, it could just be lack of sugar. Yes. You, you seem like you're wild today. You're going to be a wild man. AJ texted me, Fez, you can't eat this week. Hmm. I think the brain shrinks and starts eating itself. By the way, that last man standing contest, remember I was hoping for 60? Uh Uh-huh. 40 people left. All right, 40 left, winner take all for how much? 100K. Wow. Okay. And it cost, you got five, it was like a five entry for 20. Five for 100 bucks. So it's worth 2,500. So it's still. I'm halfway to being excited. Yeah, it's still de minimis. It doesn't matter till it's 5,000. Wow. Okay. Fez knows words that condescend to people, like Latin, whatever. He's like, got <laughs> to guys like Fez, 100K is tip money. No. To listen. guys like me, it's No, it's deal. real money, but 2,500 is rounding error. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he, he about fought me over 100 bucks last I week. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Fezzik, now you're doing pretty well in a, in a, a, limit, a survivor contest. Now, what, what did I get percentage of that? A third? <laughs> <laughs> so what, where are you at with it? So there's 340 people left. Mm-hmm. Um, our mutual f- friend, uh, Mike Adams, and I have a entry together, and we're alive. Oh, from uh, Mike, the from, from Napa, Napa Mike. Napa Mike. Yes. Okay, so I got 30%. And how are you guys playing this? <laughs> Scott Seidenberg. No contest. Just nope. the one with himself. And his, yeah. Is, is, Always is a, just be, try to be better than yourself. And his mommy's disappointment. Is, is that it? true? Am I a disappointment? To your mom. Absolutely not. I'm thriving. Then actually, that, oh, I know you're thriving. <laughs> just mothers don't necessarily see that when someone's in an, you know, an alternative industry. Yeah, but I'm the I'm the baby of three, uh-huh. so I'm the favorite. Well, that's awesome. Because I mean, I mean, honestly, to have that open mind, because a lot of you know, 
let's be honest, a lot of parents, if you're not a doctor or lawyer, they're not, or at least if you don't own a business, that you know, they're not happy. I, I always was struck Barry Greenstein, the you know, very famous poker player. If you look at the book, Ace, I think Ace on the River, yes. was that the, his entire introduction is about talking about how he, how he thinks he's a failure and how his parents think he's a failure and how he wants to redeem himself. And it's like, what? It's like everyone's dreaming in 2005 to be, you know, Barry. Though I do think he went busto and had to sell his house recently. I was, I was going to say, there, I'm not going to lie, there's been some setbacks on the ace. There hasn't been Oof. any aces on the river for Barry lately. Maybe he shouldn't have done all that uh, charitable works. You know, my friend, Jared, poker player, yeah, yeah, yeah. to this day he hates Barry Greenstein. You know why? <sighs> he beat him in a hand. Back when, Jewish? Jer- back when Jer- when Jared <laughs> didn't have the bankroll that many, many years ago, he wanted to play the main event. Uh-huh. And Barry was like backing different people when he was doing real well. well did he know Jared? Yeah, they knew each other. They played together so in, then in he LA. Said, you're not good enough. And he said, and, and yeah, the, Barry said, you're not good enough. And so Jared has this enormous chip on his What's shoulder. What's he going to do about it? He's like, I'm better than Barry Greenstein. I, and, and you know what? I think his name's come, Greenstein. Whatever. He's, Jared's better. He is. Overall, gambling, uh, fast forward a little bit. Kids got game. Well, here, here's the thing. There's one lesson on this. Once you reach a certain age, you, you, you got to stop playing at the high. You know, wherever you were at 50, you're not going to be there at 70. or what. I mean, mm. and Doyle is the one that, by all accounts, never really slowed down. I mean, he slowed down in a lot of ways, but he always kept winning in the big game. Well, it's a double whammy. Your game goes down a little bit, and everyone else is, like, trending uh. upwards. It's not like chess where, like— you know what? Twenty eight hundred is about as good as the players can get. It's like the the best player in the world ten years ago isn't top twenty right now. Hmm. Bobby Fisher, where would he be? Bobby Fisher would be top twenty. <laughs> I say poker, not chess. Bobby Fisher was speaking of seven fifty champions. Steve Fezzik, two time super contest, yes, champion. But let's look at today's action. We've got a double like Detroit Dallas. We've got a triple like Cincy Atlanta. We got a crossfire, Indy, Tennessee, and we have a crossfire, Jets, Denver, and a crossfire, Chargers, Seattle. The Chargers, Seattle is going to shock you. It's going to shock you who's on which side. All right. As always, we start out, Fez, this is a crossfire with your best bet. Now, I'm not involved. I wouldn't, if I could avoid it, I'm not ever bucking your best bet. But somehow, AJ is. Scott is with you. You've got the Colts plus two and a half. Exactly. And we're doing some really great work here at pregame. Every Monday we have a podcast. You don't want to miss this one. RJ and I talk about what happened the week before. Then we talk about the market report, where the lines are. Two separate pods. Two separate pods. And last and on Monday, RJ and I both agreed Indy, value against Tennessee, plus three. So how valuable? Well, I, my best bet on this pot is Indy plus two and a half now. So I, it has come off the three, and I still like it. I'm with you, Fez. Uh, the Colts are getting healthier. At practice this week, Jonathan Taylor's back. Naeem Hines is back. Shaq Leonard's back. So we have a team that is trending in the right direction in terms of health. We also have a team that has won three straight as an underdog and a coach that thrives in an underdog situation. Frank Reich... Uh, and this Colts team, they've covered six straight games as an underdog. He's 4-1 and one as the head coach of the Colts so, a, so as, what, a, as a road underdog. What characteristics do you think make a good underdog coach? To fire up your team and so to give them, give them the belief that they— and, and have that bulletin board material. 
As much as people say, oh, everyone, you can't put bulletin board material doesn't mean anything. I think it does. And Players this, are humans. And this situation spot is one of my favorite ones. I get two teams pretty comparable. Indianapolis, Tennessee, we could debate which team is better. What's your power rating say? Um, too close to call, frankly. Uh, I got you're e- calling it equal. equal. Right. What do AFC South odds say? Um, well, they're a half game apart in the standings. So Tennessee yeah. will be, I'm sure Tennessee will be a slight favorite because of that. And the fact that they, they, they won the head-to-head the first game. So, so this is kind of like if Tennessee wins this other game, well, I guess the tiebreaks aren't going to matter. But Mackenzie, check those odds in the South, AFC yeah. South. But the, um, the and we'll bring this up shortly. But the the key here is so I get two comparable teams. Boom, I'm home. I'm the Colts. Mm-hmm. I outplay Tennessee. I win the stats. But no, we're mind, talking about the first game. First game three weeks ago. But oh, three in turnovers. I find a way to lose the game. So we're comparable teams. I lost in my crib, and now. Shortly did you after say crib, I did. So not not three months the, the later. Crowd's laughing, but they're trying to be polite. Three weeks later, I'm 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 cool, RJ. I'm a cool guy, cool <laughs> geek, Fez. Now oh, I get God. to return the favor. I go to Tennessee. I go to your crib. And, oh no, no, enough, enough. All right, and well, you can. You, this is this this works for me in all sports. That whenever I get no, crib doesn't compar- work at all. When right, you say right. It. But whenever I lose at home, and I'm and, and we're when you when you and I are equal. And I lose at home to you, and then I go to your place shortly thereafter. I bring Max effort, and you know what you do? You say, "Wow, I beat you doing this game plan, so I'm going to repeat that game plan, which I can go ahead and adjust my game plan for. I really think the Colts are going to get the win here. Now, that is held true. Since 2012, the Colts are 7-3 and ATS in Tennessee. So they do well on the road. I there. mean, this is a this is one of those sneaky real battles. You know, where mm-hmm. it's not always the marquee game, or rarely is, and the teams tend to overperform. To me, I think the Colts are an example of a team that built against the trend in the NFL to value rush ends, to value cornerbacks, to value quarterbacks, and to value wide receivers. That's the positions that matter. Well, where's their best players? Guard, linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. running back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you'd argue Tennessee's kind of the same way, right? Well, who's their good players? I mean, they moved, they moved on from A.J. Brown because they clearly didn't value him enough. Well, I mean, it, it's a situation where they with Tannehill, they seemingly didn't have the money, right? But Brown is, a, in hindsight, you got to say, how often does someone that good leave before their first contract is up? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a real screw up to get in the position. I think AJ that they would have to let go of Brown. Yeah. I mean, who knows how much of it is the ownership group not wanting to pay? You know, because you might say, well, there's a salary they are getting cap. A new stadium now. It just was announced this week. Well, okay, okay. We're talking Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that? What does that imply? That he might start spending some money? No, that they were trying to save some money because they had to have some they have some expenditures coming up. Oh, okay. So the, like the city isn't putting big I think money. I think there's a joint conversation, but you know that the team is obviously putting money involved. Now there's a concept called um drive success rate, but it's actually each set of four downs. It's a kind of a weird name. But how often do you get a first down? That's all the question is. Or a touchdown, which is good, right? Field goal or punting is bad, at least in this concept. Okay. A field goal is bad. In this, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And again, this is um, because the theory is you're either turning the ball over on downs, turning the ball over. This is almost like the four. Think about in basketball where they have the four. What's true outcomes? The four. No, four true outcomes. Four four factors. Four factors. Thank you. Same concept. (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, just you had the wrong name. Is <laughs> I like my name. People use my name. The four true outcomes. Mackenzie, I, I'm on high alert with you right today because you're having a really good basketball like sales, and everyone is like. And I, I want to say this real quick. I'm proud. I don't say this often. I'm proud of the audience. I'm very proud. Mackenzie's been selling NBA at a historic phase. He's putting you in the dust. Historic pace. You know, you think Fez would be happy. He looked and he went, and he, his eyes <laughs> crinkled up. Did you? What was that? Was that involuntary? What reaction? <laughs> so it's like, let's be honest. I'm kind of hard on Mackenzie sometimes. Wouldn't you say, Scott? Sure. Yeah. Just you're trying to make him the best he can be. It's, it's nothing above what's expected. I, yeah, but he's got a high standard that I've set, and he often doesn't meet it. <laughs> and, Cold. And, and you know what? He's still borderline elite at many things, and the audience saw it. And they said, wait, he hit, he hit 57% last year? He's not borderline elite. He is elite in certain categories. Oh, I think okay. the 57% is a shocker. It was 300 plays. Mm -hmm. 300. I mean, Fez, well, if I would have said he's hitting 57% on 300 NBA plays, you would have said the odds were what? 30 to 1. It cannot happen. Well, you, you would have said. I'd be like the guy in casino. That the, that jackpot cannot hit three straight <laughs> times. You got to take. You got to take that down right now. It cannot happen. By the guy, you mean De Niro? Yes, <laughs> that guy. That, yeah, I always say obscure that actor. guy from Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't see it coming. That'd be funny if he said, I saw this meet the parents. There was that one guy. Was yeah, there? It was like yeah, I've seen him. I've he's seen in that thing. I will take you down down to Chinatown. What's he saying? Different uh, movie. Yeah, he's he's doing a meet the Fockers. Meet yeah. Did you? Oh. you didn't, listen, you didn't go get like bath salts and think it was an appetite suppressant, did you? I've been inhaling like, like <laughs> empty peanut um, M and M boxes all. He's huffing long. now. He's huffing. You might. They might be the glue. <laughs> that holds the box together. Anyway, McKenzie, <laughs> don't hide your laughter. Oh, that's out. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie had an amazing performance, and he studied harder this offseason than I've – I mean, just uh, – he was getting different books, 300 pages. I don't know if he read them. It's like the paper looked, chase, right? It, it like, looked impressive. Like an outline that would rival Bell from, it, it, from the, the paper, paper chase. chase. Exactly. And he, the people responded. He's the biggest – one of the biggest sellers in the history of NBA at this point. And that means he's going to screw up really bad probably tonight or, or the next day or two. Can, you, can we try to avoid it, McKenzie? I'm thinking we just mute the mic. You know? Yeah, but what I'm saying is you were acting all goofy just a second ago. Like you and Fez were doing the same bath salt. What was that about? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you said the wrong name. Instead of being humble, you go, I like my name. Maybe I mean, they should start calling it my name. <laughs> go ahead. They're different name. Like they're, no, no, I don't no. think I used the wrong name. No, I promise you did. If you look up, how's this sound? Look up four factors in quotes in MBA out of quotes. Yeah, the four factors no, stop, stop, stop. from the four true outcomes. It's the one and the same thing. First of all, are you going to let me finish? Of course. Okay. You know, I might just fine him $1,000 out of that money he sold. <laughs> that, that might settle his ass down. What's he going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Look up four factors, quote, quote, and MBA. Then look up whatever cockamamie name you just said. Same thing, quote, quote, and tell me the frequency they're used. 
I'm on it. Okay. What do you think, Faz? Is it going to be four factors or four outcomes? You I never, was unfamiliar with the term, actually. You, you've, you've talked about the four factors. I before. understand that the, what, what they are. Well, so but. to bring it back around, the theory in the NBA or basketball is possessions can only end a certain number of ways. They're outcomes. All right? Outcomes that are possible. And these are the factors that lead to – if you just simply say how many free throws do you make or what your percentage is, what's your true shooting, these different factors will tell you how good the team is. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it with drives, it's the same concept. You have the ball, you either go in it, turn it over, score a touchdown, score a field goal, or turnover on downs. Right? What else is there? So run out, run out the would, clock. Would, would punt turn into turnover? Uh, yeah, turnover possession, yes. Uh, turnover on downs is yeah, a punt. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, and it's called half. a punt. Yeah, you can have, and those actually possessions don't count. Mm-hmm. Is if there's kneel downs, they sure. just don't count. So the best team in the league for each set of downs getting a first or touchdown is Buffalo. Now their number, no, and this is the net number. Buffalo's one. Now here's a surprise: Cincy's two. Really? Yeah, Cincy's getting a lot of love. Philly's three. San Fran's four. The Rams are five. Tampa six. KC seven. New England, eight. This is just their offense. No, this is the combined oh, offense. Okay, I was going to say how the Rams – and that's why the Rams and the Bengals are in there because, like, the Bengals' defense is massively overachieving. But if you think about it, there's really no bad team – I mean, you could say, oh, since he's a little high, though they were just in the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, New England's eighth, which I think speaks to that they're playing better mm-hmm. than people think. And I think that's shown recently. Jacksonville's nine. That's surprising. And then you look down, Green Bay's 14. Is that really surprising? No. Yeah, and then Baltimore 17. That's the one. That's wow, nice. what's going on there? Um, very powerful. Now, if you look at just offense, KC's one, Buffalo's two, Philly's three, uh, Cleveland is four. That's shocking. Yeah. And, well, when you're uh, running the ball at the clip that they are, you're getting constant, you know, third and shorts. And get ready. Hold your knees. Detroit is five. <laughs> And let's just do six and seven. Jacksonville, six. Baltimore, seven. So now the question is, do you maybe want to weight offense more than defense, right? Maybe you do. I kind of think you do. Sure. On defense, it's San Fran, one. Uh, Denver, two. I think everyone would agree with that. Yep. Rams, three. Dallas, four. Denver should just quick kick on every third and long. (laughs) And number five is Washington. So... When they all, when it lines up logically, you, you know, I tend to trust the stat, but I would say this is the least discussed, most considered by the sharpest mm. analytics people stat. And to finish the point about the game we're talking, Tennessee is 28th net. In offense? No, net, no, net. Oh, net. net. So Tennessee is 25 Bottom on offense fear. and 23 on defense. Which is surprising because you would think with a back like Derrick Henry that they would have the same type of success Cleveland would have. But, you know, he started looking better recently, yeah. I think. So, McKenzie, what do we conclude? On the AFC South division odds, the Colts are favored. On the four true outcomes, four factors is much more common. Well, give me the, the percentage. Just the numbers, please. 75,000 results to 25,000 results. Okay, so... Your minority name, you can say it, but make sure you say the right name first. Gotcha. You can say, hey, it's the four factors, also known by some, but many fewer, the four <laughs> outcomes. 
I, it, apparently, it comes from the three true outcomes from baseball is where it started. That's but where the four I factors NBA definitely it. the term to use. Thank you. That's a term Ken Palm uses in college. That's why I is know. four or, outcomes. No four factors. Oh, why would he do that? Oh wait, because he wants to use the right name. So let me ask you. I don't know intuitively what the answer is. If you kicked a field goal on every drive, uh-huh. I would think you'd be an elite NFL team. Now that's interesting because there is. If you look at, um, that's a great point. If you look at uh, points per drive. You know, that's interesting. Uh, you want to look that up on Football Outsiders, AJ? Is um, We'll keep McKenzie off the mic for a little while. Is I think that the only – wow, that's interesting. Because you win ball control because your opponent starts out on average on the 25 then because you always get to kick off. You're never turning it but over on your own no 10. no one kicks field goals every time. If you try a field goal every <laughs> possession. 2.81 is yeah. the best points per drive in the league. Hmm? Okay. So that means if you make two out of three or you got to make maybe more than two out of three if you get a field goal attempt every time. League average 2.1. Okay. All right. That's interesting, but this is the way they do. But in theory, it's a defeat, right? Is uh, you're because take, your expectation so much higher, you're always ending it on a dull note. That you're like, ah, had yeah. to only got. Three. And I mean, to tell you the truth, this isn't adjusted for strength of schedule. If you did, I gotta think we'd be in good shape. Um, all right, we good on this game? Any other thoughts? Uh, I, I, oh, I guess you I've haven't made your point yet. Defend my side. Go ahead. Uh, Listen, I, I just oh, don't— Oh, you're on Tennessee. I am on Tennessee. Uh, really? I, Have you listened to the Monday podcast? I, I did listen, to, but three is different than two and a half. Yeah, Do you listen to Steve Fezzik? Yeah. It's a big difference there. Uh, I just don't think the Colts are any good. Uh, they're coming off two wins against Denver and Jacksonville, both of which pregame research says were faulty finals. They should have lost both of those games. And the offense, the only offense in the league worse than the Colts per DVOA is Carolina. That's the only one. The Titans are fourth in PFF pass rush. Matt Ryan's like top three most sacked quarterback in the league. And then Vrabel coming off a bye, 4-0 ATS. His margin Ooh, coming off that bye, 19.1 points. So he's covering now by bad. 19 That's points a, a game off a bye. That's a statement. I, I only like to present my side of the handicap. I am aware that Tennessee off the bye does concern me. Absolutely. And the Titans have won the last four games in this matchup. The Titans are, are you know, they've... Uh, Recently, have dominated the Colts, but they're three and seven, the last ten at home. Okay, well, ATS, and Frank Reich, since he was hired, has the best ATS on the road against winning teams, hmm. seventeen and six ATS. That's good too. That goes with the underdog, but yeah, that's good. Huh? Tennessee with a big fat minus one point four yards per play differential. That's shocking. That's a well, really and how bad much of number. those numbers, AJ, when you look at how bad the Colts offense has been, can we look at the, the games with Jonathan Taylor versus the games without Jonathan Taylor? Uh, you know, I think there's a good point to be made there because they've been banged up on the O line. Sure. They've been banged up at receiver and with their outside playmaker. What's it, Butler? What's his name? Pittman, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Yeah. Pittman. yeah. That's a great point. And he's the playmaker. Yeah. So. If we look when the when the and they're all supposed to be healthy for this game, right? They're all well. The Lions Himes, healthy. Himes, Taylor, and Shaq Leonard all practicing. All right. So this is a, listen. It's a fascinating game, Fez. That's why I like to take the extra twenty cents on three and just call it a day. <laughs> we keep it simple that way. All right. But you guys, I'm the one that wasn't on that game at all because. Well, the Hitman is also against me, just in case Ooh, you were wondering. It's the, the world man. against AJ. This is like a true Andre the Giant match. Okay. Well, we got some tape on the Hitman. Yes, sir. All right, let's listen to the. He used to be called some crazy name. I renamed him the Hitman. Mm. It stuck. Let's listen. Best bet: Colts plus two and a half. 
Colts are in a great spot against the Titans team. They won the stats against in their week four matchup. The Colts outgained the Titans by over one yards per play, and they closed four-point favorites in that game just not that long ago, indicating that the market at the time had them as a clear better team. Speaking of yards per play, the Titans are dead last in the NFL in yards per play differential. Indy also gets back for this game, Shaq Leonard, Naheem Hines, and Jonathan Taylor. Plus, the Colts ran a new no huddle offense last week against Jacksonville, which resulted in over 400 pass yards for Matt Ryan. And most importantly, no sacks or turnovers taken. This is an indie team that I believe might have finally found their offense and found their groove. And I like them as dogs to the Titans. You know, I agreed with some of that and disagree with some of that. That's what I like about you. You're, I'm, able I'm to see both sides. You're right down the middle. Uh, no, no, I didn't say equal. Oh, okay. You feeling better you... with the Yankees? Were you nervous last night? No. No, fifth game five. You were, no. It was over in the first inning. Uh, Come on. A lot of people, a lot of the wise guys, the duck t- uh, tape on the shoe guys liked Cleveland. Getting like, what were they getting, like 140, 150? Did they know that they had no hotel to stay That's in? what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, that really is. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you imagine, like, the New York hotels? Oh, I'm so sorry. We're all sold out. We are all booked up. Sorry. Go that, stay in Yonkers. Let's be honest. That would be d- difficult. You know, you go back from the uh, the stadium after the long rain. It was a rain out? Yeah. yeah. But they were at the stadium all day yeah. waiting. Think about how hard it is. Everyone who's, like, used to come to Vegas would, like, split up their trips like you're getting free rooms. And you just, just even when you have a room reserved, it's a pain in the butt to check out of one hotel and go into a new one. Now, now you don't even have a hotel. Do I remember right? You used to go without a room? One New Year's. I couldn't get a room. And I said, I'll just play blackjack all night long. And then I wound up sleeping. The, like, like you did this in a Super Bowl once, but you had a room. Um, I slept in like what? a circus, circus stairwell on, Wait, what on did New I Year's sleep? Eve. What are you talking about? I when sl- you woke in the commode with your pits, with your leather oh, jacket that was and no shirt. Exactly. I thought you <laughs> yeah. meant the I thought I'd like to hear more. About, I want to hear this story. I want to hear, no, I want to hear more about Fez sleeping in the circus, circus stairwell. Yeah, it's, these are both interesting. <laughs> these are both interesting. I just number one. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but yeah, the Steelers won after 25 years. I woke up with no shirt, a leather jacket, and my face on the commode, and I had two bottles of champagne, which I had never really drank before. <sighs> End of story. Well, then there was a huge breakfast buffet. <laughs> <laughs> the, we were getting comped at the Beverly Hilton. Yeah, I mean, you what the it. hell? I mean, you know. All right, next game. We ready, finally? I think we are. All right, so I think you acquitted yourself very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, was, I didn't feel great going in against everybody. Well, you weren't against me. Well, that's true. At the current you were number, a neutral I was party. neutral. At three? At two and a half, you had to take. Which side are you on? I'm going to be the new. I'm going to be like the, some guys that are always with some mystery number that, that, that no one knows where it was at. I got eight and a half on that game. It's Ooh, currently five. That's nice. I will predict it closes one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the, ne- the next game, oh my, oh my, uh, AJ, we're, we're going to get him when he's down. This is a crossfire. And amazingly, he's on Seattle, but not so amazing when you think who's one of the hottest teams in the league. Are you on the Jets too? No. Okay. So he figured I got to get one of the two hottest teams, or maybe you could call the Giants there, but you took care of that. I did. <laughs> How excited were you with that Ravens game? Oh, no, I think I was more excited about the uh, the Packers-Jets. Really? So are, well, you, because, are you a Jets fan? Yeah. But you're not but a Jets But I was fan. also, because I was, it was a double you and Fez against me. 
and I don't think it's ever going to happen again. So I was kind of just, you know. Oh, like, well, we were so wrong in that. When we were, we were so wrong in that one. That wasn't. That was the only really bad pick we had in the super contest. The other ones, you know, they were all like big favorites in the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. That one wasn't even close. Um, but I feel like that's never going to happen again. Well, it, kudos, so, kudos. No, yeah. But you were happy with the Giants, right? Now, but oh, are yes. you a Jets fan or a Giants fan? I was a Jets fan growing up. Now my fandom is kind of, I'm not like a, you know. It's just wherever the money takes exactly. you. Exactly. I, a lot of I like that a lot. <laughs> now, <laughs> is it fair to say that the working class people are more Jets and the highfalutin people are more Giants? Uh, no, it, it's regional. It's regional. More people from northern New Jersey and from the city are, Gi- are Giants fans. If you're more Brooklyn, Long Island, so th- you wind up being a Jets fan. Okay. Because but- the Jets were on Long Island for all those years, so. That's, that's okay. where it goes. Because I know Mets it, fan, Jets fans, Mets fans or Jets fans. Yeah, I'm a rare Yankee. I was a rare Yankee Jets, but it usually goes Yankees Giants. But Mets, if, it's, and, if it's Yankees yeah. Giants, then it is like the poor downtrodden with the Mets and yes. the front runners. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know a Giants guy that's a season ticket holder, and he's like preaches that if you're really salt of the earth, you're Jets. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All right. So anyway, amazingly, AJ is going against the Chargers. Now, what I think this is about is you are now starting to hedge with Herbert's failures. You're thinking, how can I make it where it's not Herb's fault? Blame the coach. <laughs> well, you can have the honors. Blame the coach. Blame the injuries. All I know is I, I thought that the Chargers were a great football team coming into the season, and they're a good team. They're, they're, are they good? I don't even know, but I know they're not great because great teams would take care of business against bad teams. And that's what you would expect the Chargers to have to do to win to, to cover this, take care of a bad team. That's not what they've done this year. Beat teams like Jacksonville, right? Well, the Raider game, nope. close to the very end. Uh, the Texans down three with under three minutes to go in the game. The Browns, a missed field goal away from beating the Chargers. Denver beats the Chargers if they don't muff a punt in the last couple minutes. And then, like you mentioned. Well, they could have beat KC. And then the Jags, they, they beat the – but I'm talking about bad teams. Mm-hmm. The Jags, a bad team, beat Char- the Chargers. Fair to say the Chargers play to their level of competition so It far. certainly feels that way. They're, they're winning. They're just not winning impressively. By the way, one of the worst bad beats, there was a promotion on Monday Night Football. Several sports books paid out a booster. If Herbs throws one touchdown pass, it's a lock. He'd done like 25 straight games or yeah. something. Uh, you bet It's like bet $5, you win 200 Free $200. Not so much. Bagel, no touchdown pass. Yeah. Didn't happen. Um, But Seattle's defense just played their best game of the season against Arizona. And Seattle's offense is certainly going to put pressure on on this Chargers defense that is still banged up. Uh, Geno Smith is playing better than anyone could have thought. The offensive line is playing better than anyone thought they would. I just, it's hard for me to say the Seahawks are even a bad team at this point. What do you got them fast? Minus three. And really? now let's see where that ranks. That's twenty tied for twenty fourth. And we've talked about coaches who are good as a dog. Pete Carroll sixty one percent ATS as a dog, and Geno Smith is sixty two percent as a dog quarterback. So I just don't see the Chargers getting separation from anyone. Five and a half points just seems like a lot. So you do realize you're buying Seattle at their high. Sure. You don't you don't have any problem doing that, do you? Like you're almost comfortable. You're like I'm getting them when they're hot. I don't love, and I don't love betting against the Chargers, who I was as high as anyone on coming into this season. I thought, I thought by the end of the year, the Chargers what, were going to be the second what, best team well, in the 4-11 league. Four eleven opener was seven on this, right? 
But let's be. I'll look in a second. Let's be honest, though. When a team disappoints you, you get vindictive. That's fair, but who I, the, doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I just try to win a bet on them later in the year. All right. So I'm. I'm going to keep this one simple. This is a trend play for me, and this trend is so good. I mean, I don't really need anything else. Now you had a trend on this. What did you have, Scott? So home teams that are favored the week before a bye. So the Chargers are on a bye next week. They are the home favorite here, 58 and 30 ATS since 2012. Okay. We just saw it happen last week. Eagles were a home favorite prior to their bye. Uh, so we have seen it happen this season. And the Rams. And the Rams as well were a home hey, favorite. Hey, those were the two bye. that RJ you wanted to play last week and I was like pushing back on. It. <laughs> well, listen, I, I think this trend is interesting. Um, I, there's variations of it. I actually have, um, uh, I'm going to do one more thing here, greater than zero. Also, Justin Herbert has played on short rest four times. He's 3-1 and one ATS in those games, and the Chargers have scored at least 24 points in all of them. Hmm, okay, okay. Simple offense. I mean, it's kind of a simple offense in a way. Let's put the ball in his hands and let him do his thing. Yeah. yeah, all right. So here's a trend, and it's a variation of yours. And what I'm going to do, there's a couple variations of it. Okay, here it is. And I'm not going to go through every little increment of this trend, but it's a team that has a bye next Upcoming. week. Upcoming. They're playing at home. The line, they're favored by four or more. Now, the previous game was either home or they were a favorite. So they couldn't have been a road dog. That's all. You just don't want them to be a road dog the week before. And because what I guess in that case, the psychology would be, even though they have a buy, they're a big favorite here. There's going to be kind of a relief. I guess sometimes you got to worry about a relief and not focused on the game before the buy. Kind of makes sense. It's such a monster. And then the team can't be undefeated. And that's pretty much it. 43 and nine. Woo. 43 and nine. Now, you can make the case hey, some of this is convoluted. Yeah, I, I agree. First of all, I think the winning. Uh, not being undefeated isn't because an undefeated team has a premium on them. And at the all. Eagles last week were this situation; they were the favorite at home, but they were undefeated. I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying, if you take the undefeated thing out of it, it's still going to be uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But the, but the concept is that Philly got bet all the way to six and a half for a reason. Yeah, and the Chargers team. aren't getting bet here; they're getting bet against. Exactly. Is that right? So you would say, how sharp would you say the action is? Let's see here. I'm just looking at. Uh, it's uh, I'm seeing on pre six across the board. Okay, all right, but we got we got five and a half in the contest. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So this over. So the look ahead was seven and a half. See, to me, this is the point. To me, the trend. Yeah, but all of a sudden we're down through seven. We're down through six. Yeah. Off of what? The Chargers not looking good on. Uh, I guess Monday night. Didn't right? cover by half a point by point or four point favorite one by three. Didn't look good though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if all you looked at was uh, by coming up home, favored by four or more, and you weren't an away dog, that's all you look at. And, and we'll throw in the undefeated, non-undefeated. That's it. That's, none of that's convoluted, would you say, Fez? No, it isn't. All right. So that record by itself is 54 and 22. That's enough to say I wouldn't want any part mm-hmm. of the underdog. No, who I, maybe would, yeah. I'm not. Maybe I'm not 
back in the trend, but we are not going to yep. be smoking the, the Seattle cheese here. And, and really, if you look at it almost as Scott does and just say home, favor to four or more, buy upcoming. That's it. That trend is 138.96. So it's 59%, 1.75 points per game net margin. So, Fez, right there, you, you probably are break even at worst. Got to feel you're better than that. Yeah, but yeah, even if I we're mean, being pessimistic. Big, yeah, it's such a big sample. And if you just add in the undefeated, which is very logical, right? We can, we can debate the road dog one or not. But undefeated, the teams are, let me see if it equals 100. The teams are 18 and 21. Hmm. So we get 18 and 21 out of there. Hmm. And what we got, and then we're going to move on. We got 118 and 73, which is 62%, and 2.3 points a game. 2.3 points a game. Now, anything I do after that's gravy to me, because I think that by itself, and that's with 200 games, right? 200 games at 62%, Fez. What do you think? You're a, I, fa- a clear favorite, you're not undefeated, you're at home. And you got to buy. Market's unaware of it. It's really solid. Wow. You know. Any closing thoughts? No. You've got to admit, too, this line move is problematic for you. Yeah, no doubt. You want me to? You want to buy out? No, I'll I'll gut it out. I I did want to ask Fez. What did you say the summer line was on this game? The summer line. I got it right here. The summer line was eight and a half. I don't know. I guess it probably feels more like the number's right than I've got a really good side. But that trend that you said certainly doesn't make me feel great. Let me tell you guys about the bet Fez and I have. And I won't tell you what side, who has what. But the question is Geno Smith. And we're going to say, okay, we're going to look at his PFF grade. We're going to look at his QBR. Blend it 50-50 into a ranking. Now, here's the key. All the games up to now don't count. It's from here onward. What's the over-under where he ranks 1-32 to 32 in the NFL that you would bet? When would you bet? We'll start with you, AJ. When would you bet um, under? You'd be pro-Gino. Over-under what? Pro-Gino over-under. This is like rocket science. 18. 18. What do you got, Scott? Yeah, I would bet that he goes, I think he's bottom half of the league. So, but I would go a little. I'd, I'd I'd give a little bit there. So I'd say he's he's lower than twelve. Lower, better than twelve, or worse? Than no, 12. he's worse than twelve. He's not in the top twelve. But you, I, but you also said, but, but maybe a, I think a better question would be, where would you put him? Just one to thirty-two. Okay, yeah, I think that's it's the same. Well, eight, eighteen is where I would put yeah. him. That's what yeah. that'd be my and, guess. And I would have him like middle of the road, so thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, something like that. But you, but didn't you say he's not in the top half? He's not in the top. I said, but he's thirteenth or fourteen. No, I said I wouldn't bet him to be in the top twelve. I think he's right. I you can tell right which side he's on right now. By the way, you have the over. You think he's gonna be well, better? I, I, You're, he's pro he, Gino. You just he can't be not if he's not in the top half. He's got there's thirty two divided by two sixteen. He said fifty words, dude, and I one know. of them. He, I know. I mean, why are you zeroing in like you're a prosecutor? <laughs> if I'm setting the line, it's twelve and a half, and it's minus one sixty to All be right. under. Okay, twelve and a half and a minus one sixty. I like that. <laughs> so, big, Fred, big... why don't you tell him the number you made? So I'm, I'm I'm having a brain fart here. Did we make it 18 and a half or 20 and a half? I can't recall. 20 and a half. It was 20 and a half. Yeah. And I got Gino to do better than that. I'll be honest I with you. for the 18 and a half. I'll be honest with you. If I had to make a number, I wouldn't take I wouldn't fade Gino 
I mean, you think I'm joking? Eight and a half. Whoa. I mean, listen, we're halfway through the season. He's getting better. Like, look at his trend. McKenzie, look at his trend line. I mean, he's getting better. Well, Where's throw, the, when's but, the problem let, start? Let me, let me throw something out, a better way to get at this. Mm-hmm. Well, I already got a nice 300 on this one. Well, you're going to like this. We're going to get more on pro Seattle. Guess what? Seattle's 3-3. Three three. I'm not pro Seattle. I'm pro Gino. Well, Seattle's 3-3. Three and three. How many games is Seattle going to win this year? Well, let me pop over the schedule. I don't think they're winning this week against me, but... <laughs> All right. Seattle. Here's the upcoming games, Fez. Chargers, Giants, mm. Arizona. There's a win. Well, if you get count all three, there's Tampa. One win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Tampa. There's a lose. Raiders. Pick them. Chargers. No, no Rams. Rams. Oh, uh, Rams. I'm sorry. Lost. Carolina. Win. San Fran. Lose. Oh, KC. Lose. Jets. Pick them. Mm-hmm. And LA. Is that the Rams? Rams again? again. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough schedule. And it the is. last five games, the reason why I would go, uh, see, I was looking at the schedule when but I. But not said necessarily it. good defenses. No, but the last five games will be in cold weather and potential for snow, if you will. So it is or a difficult schedule. So think of it the last five games of the season are home to the Panthers, home to the 49ers, in Kansas City, home to the Jets, and home to the Rams. Weather could play a factor. They might not be throwing the ball a lot, which I like. It's because we made sure to make its pro rata pass attempts. Mm-hmm. Let's get a lot of pass attempts. No. Their, their season wins six, and I think over six. You need the six, but it's six to six and a half. I like over six. Seattle's going to current The current one The is. current number is six, Ooh. and I, 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 this is a case where if it was six and a half, I'd be like, eh, not worth it. But at six, I'm like, they'd have to go two and nine for me to lose. I'm hoping Geno qualifies for QBR and gets – I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Maybe the back <laughs> starts acting up. <laughs> Well, they just hand the ball off 30 times. Yeah, game. yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling oh. you something. The X's and O's people that I listen to and trust are like this guy. I mean, here's the, the, the thing that was shocking. They said that PFF for the first time this season gave a plus two grade, which is a rare thing. And it was to Geno Smith. And people were saying when they I heard that, I didn't know if it was this play or this play. So this last week he had two plays that they thought could have been the best throw of the year. Mm. Wow. I mean, it's like that's how good he's So, so you're very pro Geno Smith, but the trend dominates everything. Your handicap on this game is you don't care about how good Seattle is because this trend's just too damn good. Well, but, but, but that's a great question. I think it's more that Seattle's uptick has been built into this number. Summer line was 8.5, and, and now— Well, I think more importantly, a week ago it was 7.5. Seven and and half. Half. So what has Seattle done? Well, they had a nice win against Arizona. They, cer- did they certainly did. Do we upgrade them three points? No. no. No, and and the Chargers. I don't think you can over downgrade to, for winning the game. I mean, what do you downgrade? I, ca- I kept them the same. Yeah. So to me, this could have went to seven, and even that would have been a big move. I think five and a half. Moving through, so so all moves not the same. Now we got double. We always count the move th- on th- through the seven. If you say five cents per half point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we double count. Like if you move from seven and a half to six and a half, that's like moving two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like literally from seven and a half to seven is two. Uh, then off again is two. So that's four. Right. Then it's this uh, six, and then five and a half. So it's going to be six ticks really effectively. Yes. Whew. AJ, you. You know, it reminds me of McKenzie. Apparently, you guys are the ones that said bet San Fran or pick San Fran in the Super Contest. He, that's the story he's been telling. Is that correct? 
I mean, yeah, it was my best bet last week. I went yeah. four and one. That was my one. But then the injury report the injury, came out. That's why we, yeah. you know, we don't release on Friday or we don't do Friday, let's say. Yep. For, and Yeah, I was very pro San Fran on Wednesday. And yeah. then I looked at it and I was like, I don't want no part of him. All right. No, the, he was just blaming. I don't want to make a big deal, but thrown under the bus. Oh, look. look. Oh, by the way, this 43-9 trend, if you just do the binomial, hey, what's the chance of this happening, one randomly, one in 981,000. Now, again, that's not accounting for how convoluted or not, because you can backfit anything. That one. That's really important because I don't feel this one is backfitted. There's well, not a whole certainly bunch. Certainly not the core part of it. But but what RJ is saying for those like like you haven't take the, taken the stats course, it, if you randomly took a hundred or a million trends, bang, one of them is going to be a you know have a confidence interval of ninety nine point nine 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 percent because it, it is it is going to happen. You're going to flip your eighteen straight heads if you do enough queries. Yeah, uh, I mean, just think of the lottery. Every time they pick lottery numbers, what were the odds of those numbers coming up? Mm. <laughs> right, yep. is whatever the forty million, whatever the lottery odds are. Um, the best, real quick, forty seconds. The best analytics hedge fund ever is out of New Jersey. Uh, or actually upstate New York, Renaissance Fund. It was the Medallion Fund and Renaissance. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But there's a guy named Jim Simmons who won. I, you know, Mackenzie, we looked this up like a year ago. Can you look up what uh, – it's Jim and it's S-I-M-M-O-N-S. It's kind of a weird spelling. The mathematician Jim Simon? Yeah. Is it? Is it? I don't think Simon is the way you would say that. Like, no, I don't know. Maybe Simons? Hmm. Anyway, he looked through the – Wikipedia, he's the founder of it. <clears throat> he's like 75 now. But he won one of the most prestigious math prizes. Like, this was a true borderline Nobel Prize winner type that went into business. What was the name of the prize? Let me see. The prize was um, Renaissance is the investment fund. What is that, Mackenzie? Mm-hmm. He's going, oh. Uh, the Oswald Bemblin Prize. Oh, yes. I was up for that. <laughs> well, it was 78, not 76, but yeah. So apparently that's like the Fields Medal, like in uh, Goodwill Hunting, remember? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, next game. But, but, oh, I guess the point of bringing that up was that they did the most advanced analytical study of, of correlations to say what results in the stock market going up or down. And they said the best stuff. The stuff that was the shocker, huge numbers. You would never have rationalized. You couldn't have guessed it in a million years. But it was statistically significant, meaning you didn't need to know why it happened. It was so big that it didn't matter. And to me, I think that's important. You're probably never getting that big with a sample size to say the logic doesn't matter. But you can't think you understand. I mean, think about a buy coming up. It could be the team is taking seriously a team they wouldn't otherwise because mm-hmm. they got time coming off. But maybe in some scenarios they'd be looking ahead, saying, hey, vacation, baby. Yep. There's different ways to look at it. And, and it's interesting, though, when you have hundreds of games and just one thing, a way and a dog, the prior game, crashes it like the 40%. And everything else is 62, 63, and you got hundreds of plays. There's like 80 of them in that sample. It could be random, but, man, it, it doesn't feel it. It's strong enough. Like you've said this a few times this season. It's not something that would make me want to play the Chargers, but in hindsight, now that I know what that, what that 
trend, it would take me off of the Seahawks. Well, listen, the old saying is, what is the people always talk about betting um, percentages? What's your bankroll management? You hear the Kelly criterion, all right, which is a way to figure it. But here's a, a trick question they'll ask all the time is if you have a negative expectation, what is your optimal bet? And the answer is zero, right? And to some degree, most listeners, most people are negative EV at sports betting, 97% lose in the long term. Yeah. So if you bet less games, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. right? Because you can still – and I was telling McKenzie on a certain thing he was studying and wanting to maybe do it or not. I said, book bet, mind bet it for a year. Just write it down every time. See what it would have turned out. Because you still are engaged with it, but you're not putting it out there for people. And, and I, I'm a big believer in if, if there's a doubt, pass and write it down and see how you do at the end of the year. Most of the time, you're saving money not playing those games, but you can still learn if you're evolving. Yep. Fez is about, what are you doing, Fez? Reese's Pieces? I'm just going to look at it. Do an, e, do an ET imitation. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, let's get to Fezic's four-weight game. And we got a little crossfire here between Fez and Scott Seidenberg. How dare you, Scott, go up against the only two-time Super Contest champion. Fez on the Panthers. Scott on the Bucks. Fez, make your case, sir. Yeah, this is my four-weight. This is a bet against Tampa Bay. I've got major concerns about what's going on. With the Bucks, obviously Brady is a guy that has been engaged throughout his career. First one in, last one out, film study. Um, and when you lead by example, we spoke about like during the Olympics when Kobe, you know, showed up at the yeah. gym at 6 a.m. and like and set the example for everyone. Clearly, Brady is not doing that right now. And you know, the Bucks play is not inspired. And I could see the Bucks just being happy getting a win here. Contrast that with Carolina. Obviously, we're concerned about the locker room issues where, you know, um, Robbie heads to Arizona. Um, is that what you call shitty quarterback play, locker room issues? Because that's <laughs> what I'm concerned about. Well, this is this is the good news. I absolutely agree. If ever there's a time to be on your fifth-string quarterback, have it happen when the first four quarterbacks all suck. <laughs> so we got a situation where normally when we're on a fifth-string quarterback, we'd be like, oh, we're so screwed. But, you know, Sam Darnold's no good. Baker Mayfield is injured and no good. Um, the the kid from Ole Miss never, you know, was injured from the get-go. And PJ Walker isn't any good in the NFL. It's great in, you know, the USFL. Uh, so because of that, How having the, the XFL, by the way. The the Alliance of American Football. Nope. XFL. So the so the um, Houston Roughnecks. Put some respect MVP. on it. You know, and I, what's amazing. Unbeaten Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, and I was unbeaten on national. Does it count when the season doesn't finish? Of course it does. I was unbeaten in that league also picking and just shows I've become like a goldfish. I don't remember. You and, you and P.J. Walker. I went like, 11, both I went like 11 and 0 in that. Or 10 I think you had one. a tie, Fez. Come on. I went 10 0 and 1. <laughs> yes. And even R.J. started agreeing with my picks each week. He was like, okay, I can see that. Um <laughs> the so the bottom line is you know I'm glad I missed the days of the podcast when you guys were talking XFL. Thank God I was still. You would have enjoyed it. <laughs> so you know, I mean, Eason, uh, I went ahead and looked him up, and he has been on the practice squad. I don't think you have to worry about him. Carolina yeah, said Walker, that PJ Walker is playing. Play. PJ Walker is yeah, he is playing. He's been cleared. Yep. Okay, so um, you know then then this line really surprised me because like power rating wise, I lowered Carolina even further for Eason, and I still didn't get to this number. 
Uh, I make the game 10.5 with Eason, which means with P.J. Walker, I would have made a 9.5. This is all about the market saying Carolina is a completely dead team. And I watched the Rams game. You know, the defense is actually still playing well. And the Tampa offense is playing lousy. I wouldn't surprise me if this is a 16-7 to 7 snooze fest and Carolina gets the money. I'm on the Panthers plus the 11. So Scott? This, this is my one weight. So I don't feel strongly about this, but I had to find a one weight. And so I decided to pick on the worst team in football. This is a Panthers team that could not cover double digits against a Rams team last week that didn't play a good football game. They, P.J. Walker was 10 of 16 for 60 yards. It was as bad of an offensive performance as you can find. And what are we realizing? Switch the quarterback, it doesn't matter. The offense is still bad. The Panthers are now 1-28 when their opponent scores 17 points. Think about that. One in 28 straight up. They're actually really good when they hold their opponents to 10 or fewer. <laughs> and there's a lot of trends here that work in favor of Tom Brady. And maybe it's just me backing the Brady that we know historically. But Tom Brady, over the last 20 years, when losing a game as a 10-point favorite, the following week, 14-2 and two against the spread. So he bounces back, gets on his team, is really pissed off, and everybody responds. They've also haven't covered in four straight games. And teams that haven't covered in four straight as a double digit when they lost, the following week, seven straight games they have won. I don't think the Panthers, I don't think the Bucs are losing this game. So forget about the straight up trends. I'm just talking about ATS here. They could, like I said, last week the, the, the Rams tried to give them the game and they still couldn't cover double digits. I think the Bucs score into the 20s, and I don't see Tampa. I, I don't see Tampa allowing this offense to get into the end zone twice. So if I have a team that I think is going to score under 14 points against a team I think is going to score over 20, odds are this is going to be a double-digit Bucks win. Yeah, I got a couple things on this game. Do you know what PJ Walker's A dot was last week, Fez? What's an A dot? The average depth of target. Negative three. It was .1 yards. He completed 10 passes. One of them was beyond the line of scrimmage. Hmm. It was one yard beyond the line of scrimmage. Still almost covered. We're in the red zone, <laughs> down 14 late in the game. Well, yeah, if you can't throw the ball more than one yard down the field, it doesn't. It, who gives a shit if you're in the red zone? You're never scoring. Mm -hmm. You're never scoring. Here's another thing that I saw that just that put me off of Carolina altogether. Because, listen, you get it. Uh, I do dis I disagree with you. I do think Carolina is a dead team. But I was like, 11 points, Tampa's not playing well. The defense is playing well. Obviously, the Chiefs did them dirty, 41 points against the Chiefs. But against all non-Chiefs opponents, Tampa's given up 12 points a game. I just I wonder how the whole Robbie Anderson thing plays in the locker room as well. It's like Steve Wilkes is an interim head coach. The players clearly didn't respond to him last week. Some inspired effort, right? Well, and the then defense he, played very well. Well, then he throw because oh, he's a defensive coach. So you would expect the defense would still be on par. But he throws out your one playmaker. Then they trade him. Uh, how many other players on this team think that they're out the door? Like, I, well, I know Burns and McCaffrey. McCaffrey's got to be checking his email. Everyone on, is on checked out. <laughs> this is... This is, they're going to have the first overall pick in the draft, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tepper is calling down and saying, "All right, guys, let's 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 no. let's chalk this season up. We get the number one overall pick and rebuild." Now, having said that, there's a couple of bets I'm going to recommend. 
You can play Carolina Panthers under four and a half wins. We played under five and a half as a best bet last week. You know, how often does that happen? A ten point underdog loses and they go from five and a half to four and a half. It should be it should be the same. And here here we go. Anybody out there that is has money in a bank, certificate of deposit, I want you to go. I don't care what the withdrawal penalty is. I want you to take that money, take your little fingers at the bank, and pull that that C D earning two percent out of that bank. And I want you to invest in Carolina to not make the playoffs. William Hill here in Vegas, minus sixteen hundred. That is a <laughs> that is a T bill that pays six percent and matures in ten weeks. Are we calling that a lock? That is a lock. That is if a that, lock. If that does not win, I will single handedly eat ten hot dogs in an hour. Ooh, okay. I'm I'm up for that. Ten in an hour is not much, Fez. I can knock that down easy. Yeah, but most can't because your 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 former um, but he'll have bre- to brethren it. at Veasan attempted it and they failed miserably. They got like the Polly Howards of the world, I believe, stalled at like four and a half. I mean, he'll I have to do I'll, it while I'll, on our weight loss challenge too. Well, that's true. His, his stomach his stomach has shrunken so much due to this weight loss that getting two down might hurt him. You know what? I don't uh, know. I'm rather hungry. You know what Tampa's done in this series since Tom Brady got there? They are four and zero ATS and straight up. Uh, their average cover margin in those four games, 15 points per game. I think Brett Favre probably had some really good statistics before he turned 40, and then he fell off the cliff. And I, I'm starting to question. I, I Now, some very sharp guys are saying, Brady still has it. Don't worry about Brady. Still throwing downfield. I so, got to wonder. Okay, here's my question then. Because the the two games last year were minus 10.5 and, and minus 11. Mm-hmm. The, the Bucks won those two games by a combined 50 points. I agree with you completely. The Bucks are much worse this year than they were a year ago. How much have you downgraded the Bucks year to year versus how much have you downgraded Carolina year to year? Because I would bet it's probably close to even. Oh, I'm sure Carolina got a much bigger downgrade. Then, Car- Carolina is, is – I, I love where you're going. I'm, I'll address it. So Carolina is eight points worse. And Tampa Bay, I have two and a half points worse. All right. Ooh. So let's, let's continue. Um so the, the the net difference was um, six and a half, eight versus two and a half is five and a half. Oh, five and a half. I thought you said eight and a half. So what was two. Carolina McKenzie? Can you look at what was Carolina catching home against Tampa last year? It, it was uh, they were catching ten and a half. No, oh, they were actually at home yep. at home. catching ten up. So it was the very end of the year when they were mailing it. Yep. They were Tampa catch, was catching well. catching eleven in Tampa last year. Well, that shows um, that versus last year, I'm not getting any line value. You know, I, I bottom line. I got Carolina 10 points worse than the average team. Easily the worst team, not only this year, but that's about as low as my ratings mm-hmm. go. I only have Tampa point and a half better. That makes it 11 half on a neutral, which means if I can get an 11 at home, I have to play this. Any fears about the travel spot? Panthers playing in L.A. last week, cross country, adding you know some miles to can't, the legs. Can't help. Cannot help. I think Tom Brady could get like a dirty video from Giselle of her with some other dude. And still go out and beat the Panthers by twenty. Well, maybe like I, maybe he has gotten like he, he could sit down in his locker room reacting. right before the game and go, "Oh my God, our Gardner," and still blow out this team. Sauce I, Gardner. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Gronk. I got hope for Brady and Giselle. I'm with Gronk. Uh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. They're going to patch it up. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, so. maybe he just wants to go out with. What are you willing price? to lay on that? <laughs> Not willing to bet. Imagine <laughs> Tom right. Brady so giving up. You don't up. really believe it, is what you're saying. Imagine Tom Brady giving up his family to go nine and eight. Like, all right, let's bet it. Let's bet it. I, I will what, take what, plus one thirty that Brady and Giselle are not divorced by this time next year. Seriously, I mean, in, in in terms of the big picture, what 
I mean, he can't play next year. No. His wife's about to leave him. What the F are you doing? I think TV? he thought he looked at the NFC and was like, yeah, we could do this. Yeah, well. And then it turns out. Well, that, he, had, he had an opportunity. Like, he's already going to Robert Crabb. And who gets married at, during, during the season? Elton John is 90. A dude. football owner getting married during football season? What, what an the, asshole. Oh, I got Elton John to play. And that was his only. Uh, bottom line, Elton John's 100. All right? Elton John was good when he was 40. He's no good anymore. How dare you. Get married in June like everyone else does. Right, Scott? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. You, you, I'm sure you've had a friend that got married on the phone. You're still pissed off at him. Nope. Huh? No one's, no one's, no one's dumb, dumb enough to get married during exactly. football season. Exactly. And they're not even play. owners. Okay. All right. So, let's... by the way, just in general, Mackenzie, can you run a trend? Just a home dog catching double digits. Well, home divisional dogs we know are, are monster ATS. So, but I'm willing to take any home dog in the NFL catching double digits at home. I think has to be good. Fifty-four percent all time. What's the uh, exact numbers? 98 winners, 84 losers, and six pushes. Doesn't happen that often. 98 and 84. How about the last five years? Favorites of seven or more this year are only six and 13 ATS. Last five years, home dogs of more than 10, 43%, 19 and 25. Yeah, I knew it wasn't as good. Okay. Very good. You want to you want to delete that out of the podcast? No, it's good information. Okay. It's good. We don't delete we don't delete anything no, don't. out of the podcast unless we say something very politically incorrect about assault vehicles. That, yes, sometimes we do or do things that. like that. Yes. All right, let's move on to Fez's three weight. I like to hear Fez say it. Who are you on? The Washington. I'm on the Washington Commodores. Oh, plus I, five. I like when you say commandos. It's better. No, They're Commodores once. is funnier. Is it? I yeah. like Commandos. Twice. <laughs> Three times a terrible team. <laughs> uh, the bum, and, and I want to disclose This something. is a play on Taylor Heineke, isn't it? So I just got, I just got like a, a message with a friend from pregame, and the friend says, you suck. You, you, you played this team, and, and you lost, and you're, you're awful and the like. So I unfriended him, and I blocked him. But um, the bottom line is, you want to get what I'm playing? Buy my picks. Buy my picks and let me give them out to you during the course of a week when I'm getting the very best of the numbers and the line moves. I'm on a podcast. I'm doing the best I can. I'm up all night. The It's like playing a poker game with the eight best players in the world. These are extremely sharp numbers. Examples from last week, early in the are week. Are you talking about Scott and I? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Except early, I don't want to brag, but it's nice of you to say. Early last week, I played Seattle plus three on Monday. I played New England plus three. I talked about it on the podcast. End of the week, bang. I did lose with Kansas City plus three, but I also unloaded on the Steelers plus ten. Well, you're gonna, you can only get plus ten on, on Sunday morning. Fest. Exactly. So buy my pick so you can get the best number. Don't like be like grasping at a an opinion and a three-star or, or a three-weight, excuse me, that I'm giving out on a Wednesday podcast. All of this can swing with injury information, with line moves, etc. It is a very fluid situation, and I am force-picking five games, people. Bottom line is, I'm looking at Washington, and I get it. I don't like the organization. is embroiled with controversy. The, uh, Jim Ursey wants to, wants to like, get Daniel Snyder out of the league. 
I would I don't understand this because Ursi would be like the, he'd be top three. Yeah, he'd be like a leader in the Bonehead Clubhouse if they get rid of Snyder. Right. I mean, he'd be next in line. Right. If I'm like if I'm like the village dummy, I don't want the village idiot to get kicked out of the village. <laughs> so that shocks me. Um, the bottom line is, I think everything is wrong with Green Bay. I don't like the body language of uh, Rogers. I don't like how he. He completely doesn't take ownership of things. They, our guy's got to block and catch better, you know. I'm my, didn't you see me on Jeopardy? I was really good. Um, I do think that Carson Wentz is extremely unpopular in the locker room, even though he does block on running plays, which is admirable. Um, but I think that going with a change of quarterbacks and going to Heineke probably is going to give everyone an extra bounce to their step. So I expect extra effort. That's my handicap. Extra effort from Washington. Power ratings make this game. Four and a half, I will take the plus five. You don't got to sell me. I've been talking about it all week on SOVAM. I think the Packers are soft. Uh, Watching that game against the Jets, they got absolutely bullied. And constantly beaten at the point of attack. The Jets, and I love the postgame quote from Robert Sala saying, we're just going to keep punching them in the gut take them down to deep waters, and they're going to realize they can't swim because the Packers, to me, are not a physically tough team right now. Not the way I'm watching them play football. You're right, the body language, something's off. They seem broken. Uh, I'm all about fading this Packers team. I agree with you when you say they're soft. Do you know where the Packers rank in defensive DVOA against the run? It's got to be 30th. How about 32? Wow. Dead-ass last. The worst run. And everybody talked about this Packers defense, like a top-five defense coming into the year. Just getting bullied. They're getting they stink. And it looks like whenever they do, there's like a misdirection run, mm-hmm. it's like the field is wide open. It's like the guys who weren't, like, they didn't think that they were going to be involved with the play, like aren't hustling to yeah. cover the backside. There, there was a great, uh, Brian Baldinger from NFL Network does great uh, video breakdowns on Twitter, and he broke down the one Brees Hall uh, inside trap play where he had that Up extended run. Yeah. And the Packers looked like they lost on defense. He's couple supposed of, to run to the outside. A couple there. of guards pulling and a couple of blocks, and the linebackers were just backpedaling. Linebackers backpedaling. Normally when a guy goes for like a 30-yard touchdown like that, he, he, he breaks a couple of tackles. And here's maybe someone got a piece of his ankle. You know, it was just so effortless. This team just doesn't. And, and I don't I, – I try explaining this, and I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's the 13-3, and three, three straight years, and nothing to show for it, right? So uh, all this effort we're putting into the regular season, we got no- nothing to show for it. Maybe it's Aaron Rodgers' attitude. Maybe it's his pending retirement. Maybe it's the realization that this team is not what it used to be. Devontae Adams is gone, and maybe more pieces are going to be gone after this year. Whatever it is, Packers ain't right. So you can't get me to bet on the Packers right now. Yeah, the uh, Aaron Rodgers below league average in QBR, below league average in EPA per dropback, his big-time throw percentage. My number one draft pick. The lowest it's been since 2017 when we were – the first time we were talking about him being like a a busted quarterback. So, yeah, I I, commandos are the only side I could – and by the way, the Packers have won one game by more than a field goal this year. That was against the Bears who are probably bottom three team in the league. And they won by 14, and the Bears scored a touchdown, but there was a scrum of humanity on the goal line, and they just couldn't confirm that they they, So it should have been a seven point if they give them the touchdown. Yeah, I'm with you on commandos here. One. So good news, Fez. Dave Essler, Uncle Dave, Diamond Dave, agrees with your pick. Here it is. 
I love. And I bet Washington plus five and a half over the Packers. Well, I do know the commanders don't have a lot of betting support these days. That's a great reason to bet on them this week. I mean, it is total desperation for Green Bay. And I don't throw cliches around often. We know what they haven't done the last two weeks, which is win. They're a 500 team, two games behind Minnesota, same record as the Falcons, and they've been outscored this season. In fact, Arizona Cardinals have scored more points than the Green Bay Packers. Throw in the fact that they are at Buffalo next week, and yes, indeed, it is desperation. So the commanders can't score, you say. Well, the Packers barely average a point per game more than Washington. And look at the Go Pack Go schedule. They let Bailey Zappi take them to overtime at home, lost in London, and to the Jets at home. I don't care what the weather was like. Their only road win at Tampa Bay, which we now know isn't as good as a win as perhaps it looked like at the time. So Carson Wentz can't throw, you say. He's not going to have to. Packers are 25th in yards per rush allowed. Okay, let's suppose he has to throw. Packers are dead last in opponent's completion percentage. A little extra prep time for Washington after the ugliness in Chicago. The game prior, Washington dominated the Titans at home everywhere but on the scoreboard. I think this week it is on the scoreboard. I bet Washington plus five and a half over the Packers. All right, Scott, your best bet. Where are you going? Surprise, surprise. I'm going with the New York football Giants. What? I can't even believe this is happening. Six weeks in a row, we are betting. No, this is now seven weeks in a row. We are selecting the New York football Giants. Fez, real quick math. What's my record betting on the New York football Giants this year through six weeks? You are undefeated. No, nope. you're 5-1. Nope. Five five and one. One. You're 5-1, five five one. One, just like the New York football Giants are 5-1. and one. Sorry, why, Atlanta Falcons. Apologies. Why, why do the books and the market hate the Giants? It's not the books. The books are just trying to put up a good number. It's the betters that hate the Giants. Well, the Giants are 4-0 straight up as underdogs this season. The coaching combination of Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and Wink Martindale have changed the Giants completely. Playing with attitude, defensively, disguising things and making it difficult for opposing quarterbacks. And the Jaguars, I, I don't get the Jaguars' love. What have they done in games not versus the Indianapolis Colts? All right, you want to say beating up on the Chargers was impressive, but all the injuries that the Chargers had and a banged-up Justin Herbert, that was half a Chargers team. They did win by a zillion. Again, half a Chargers team. What have they done elsewhere? Nothing. The Jaguars have lost 18 straight games versus the NFC. 2-16 and ATS in that span. Is that good? Since 2012, the Jaguars are 4-39 and straight up against the NFC. Since 2009, they're 2-10 and ATS as a favorite against the NFC. <laughs> I can't, I don't understand why the Jaguars are favored in this spot. All right, they had the pick six against the Eagles. They made that score look better than it was. They still blew a 14-0 first half lead, and they didn't score any touchdowns against the Texans. Daniel Jones, meanwhile, is so underrated. You realize... Through weeks four through six, he's the number one quarterback in the NFL in EPA per dropback. He's got the most game-winning drives in the NFL. He's the most efficient NFL quarterback in the second half this season with with his career high 67.3 completion percentage. So obviously this Brian Dable offense is working for Daniel Jones. You want to talk PFF stuff? Let's talk PFF stuff. Andrew Thomas, highest-graded offensive lineman in the NFL. Saquon Barkley, highest grade since his rookie year. Dexter Lawrence, the fourth highest-rated interior defender 
in the NFL. Well, wait a minute. How, how are the overall squads doing? You're, I mean, you're cherry pick. Yes, they, so, so they got stars. There's also, no question. They have been using play action. Second highest play action rate in the NFL. Daniel Jones, the highest PFF graded play action quarterback this season with a 91.3 mark. When using play action, Giants are fourth in EPA in the NFL. Tenth in RPO rate this season. In the last 20 years, guys, teams that are 80% win and cover rate on the season have been underdogs just 19 times in week seven or later in the year. Those teams, 12, six and one ATS. What does that tell you? That tells you just like Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says that you are not what the betters think that you are. People think this giants team is not good. They are a five and one football team. You're going to keep giving them points. I'm going to keep taking the points. Daniel Jones on the road. 14-6 14-6 and six ATS. Give me the G-men. Let me ask you something. Last week when you played the Giants, mm-hmm. at the end of the game, did you feel like they shouldn't have won that game? I didn't need them to win the game. I needed them to cover six. Oh, okay. But, I mean, did, like, did, did it feel uh, – what I'm saying is these Giants – a win like that is obviously a reason why people doubt the Giants. Like, sure. You're acting like there's no reason to doubt them. If the Giants were 3-3 three and three, – this number would make perfect sense, and the Giants could very easily be 3-3. Three and three. They could be worse than 3-3 three and three very easily. But like I say every week, when you have a team that believes in themselves, that's playing with confidence, that is feeding off the energy of their head coach, I don't care what the Giants' record is, they are playing like a 5-1 team because they believe that they are that good. I, kinda, I actually kind of like this handicap because I do believe the Giants believe this. Now, I don't believe it. I think the Giants stink. I think underlying you can you, you talk about all these these that great performance. I, I see it. Saquon's playing great. Okay. The bottom line is, every time they run a play, they get five yards. <laughs> every time their opponents run a play, they get six yards. Unsustainable is what this team is. But having said that, I've got one team on the come that's super excited to play, and I got another team, Jacksonville, wondering. Uh, we're kind of a paycheck city, you know. This is the same I, old, I, same I also old. Got the best, so, my favorite trend. Teams playing the week before going to London, 26-37-1 ATS. That includes 1-3 and three this year. Hmm. Jaguars have a trip to London next week. If ever there's a team that should have this London calling down pat, it should be Jacksonville. But I, I agree, it's a distraction. It's a You're different head ahead. coach. It's You're a, looking yeah. ahead to what's, what's going on. I can't disagree with it. I mean, I, I think I made this game. What did I make this? I made the game two point eight. So my power ratings actually say at three. Yeah, bet the Giants. I don't, I I and actually I'll endorse it. Jump on the bandwagon. Oh, come on! I'm not. I, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of a Giants team that I just bet under ten, and I would be <laughs> shocked. It would take a tsunami of poor fortune for me not to get a win or a push. The Giants are not an eleven win team. The Giants are a nice little story. Maybe they make the wild card and then they get their ass kicked by a real team. The but, problem is the Giants, the Giants have an eleven win schedule. Exactly. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, like it, it is I mean, it's wide open. And, and the it, fact that they got five and one right now, they're not missing the playoffs. Great. Then the, then then we can I didn't bet them to miss the playoffs. I bet them you to bet go them to miss the playoffs with me twice. I oh I did bet them to miss the playoffs. <laughs> well I'm, I'm gonna lose that bet. So two times. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose double. <laughs> yeah, yes. this is same uh, bet. Lose I, double. I smell an all-you-can-eat Brazilian dinner. I'm with Fez. I'll be ready. I, I don't <laughs> be, I don't believe in this I'm Giants just, team. I'm break your lamb chop record. There's it's impossible, Fez. Nine of them. You're not you're at not, Texas Deep Brazil. You're not man enough. That's all you ate. 
It was t- was no no you you had the fillet in the have, flank and I don't eat fillet fillet's a lady cut yeah I, I, I eat I, I'm a sirloin I, I'm a ribeye my ribeye's the the move uh, to me honestly all thinking men love ribeye steak yeah. let's well, be honest I don't know about especially the bone in ribeye bone in ribeye is the best no doubt if anyone if you ask a grown man what his favorite cut of steak is and he says fillet weird can you comment on prime rib. Uh, I uh, I like prime rib. Right. I'm a I've made a prime rib uh, at Christmas. I smoked one, my the first time I did it. I love a good prime rib, but it's a lot of people don't do it right. Are you a horseradish guy? You know, let's get we're we're getting off topic. Okay. Let's stop talking. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm I'm with he can't do it. The food talk. I'm I'm with Fez that I don't believe in this Giants team, but I'm also with Scott that. I don't know what the Jags have done to warrant being three point favorites. I I think these are two crummy teams. I think the Giants have had some good luck go their way, but at the current number, it still feels like that that's being factored in. I'm this is also this a out. Giants team that I, I want to back them as underdogs. I don't want to back them as favorites. Right. And I think that when they see themselves lined up as an underdog to a team that's two and four, garbage. They play inspired football. I'm gonna throw this out. I know he's not on the injury report. Trevor Lawrence is injured. Something is drastically wrong. Dude has thrown two Hail Marys this year. What's remarkable is he's if his head may have fallen off, and he's still ten times better than he was last year. Yes. So one Hail Mary, he needed to throw it 62 yards to get to the end zone. He threw it 44 yards. All right? That's not exactly John Elway material. Doing some math here. It, no. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like you know, you don't attempt coffin corner um, Hail Marys. You, know, yeah. you, you try to get to the end zone. You don't tee off a par five with your nine iron. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Unless, of course, if the water is like between, I do sometimes. If the water, I, I lose my driver fast, man. If the water's one fifty to two hundred, I do. But otherwise, Cowards. yes. Um, you guys probably like you guys like fillets too, don't you? No doubt. I love fillets. <laughs> the um, the, you see your back with yes, I like the horseradish <laughs> on the prime rib. Um, the uh, the second hail mary, which happened against Houston, I, what is the same thing? He's got to throw sixty yards to get to the end zone. And they throw to midfield and start lateraling it. That tells me I got a quarterback that can't throw the ball down the field despite being a once in generational talent. Something is wrong. I can't argue with it. I mean, that's a it's a valid point, certainly, that he's not able to make those throws. And it's not like we haven't seen him make those throws before in college. And and hell, even last year he was he was certainly willing to throw the ball a mile down the field. Usually there was no one there to catch it. The other at team. least no one on his team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be concerning. I, my other concern is the Giants have been so lucky that Saquon Barkley's not hurt yet. Mm-hmm. And then last week, it starts. Like, now, uh-oh, now Saquon's popping up mm-hmm. on injury reports. But they've also gotten healthier at the wide receiver spot. Wandell Robinson finally contributed. He scored a touchdown last week. They're getting contributions from the tight ends. Uh, this Bellinger kid has been playing really well. There's a lot to be impressed with with this Giants football team. He are looks they ex- like a lineman, that Bellinger Are they exceeding expectations? Absolutely. Sure. Exceeding. It's not like they did a lot in the offseason, right? They didn't bring in any big-time free agents. or It's just it's been the coaching changes, and you have – a defensive coordinator that is, by all measures, elite. We have saw what his career with the Ravens was. We have an offensive coordinator that comes over from the Chiefs that is really putting in some interesting things, interesting wrinkles here to this Giants offense. Mm-hmm. And you got a head coach that made Josh Allen into what Josh Allen is today. So I think there's a, there's a lot of reasons why the Giants are having this success, and people need to start acknowledging that. 
like I said, I can't disagree with you. I think that that's the only that's the only way I could look here. I just, you know, I, Vegas is. I'm sorry, to interrupt. Vegas is telling you though, Jacksonville's going. to I know because it's open two and a half. Because and I, Vegas, the fact that a piece of garbage average Jacksonville team's laying three with no home field advantage. But what, but what did I say to you when we talked about this on Sovam? There's there might be a syndicate out there that is just hammering Jaguars. They're probably the same people that hammered the Jaguars preseason to win that division and to go over their win total. Because the the Jaguars were one of the most steamed teams coming into the season. Directionally, I think they were right. Um, but then, then Trevor Lawrence got injured, and then they started losing all these close games. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. All right, next game. This is— Ho, ho, ho. Enough. Sit down. Okay. This is this isn't the SOVAM where you guys get to be in control. We've gotten accustomed to a certain lifestyle. I, I, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you guys to go leave your own office. Nah, not really. But with his eyes, with his eyes. What game was this? No, Cleveland, Baltimore. My four-way, the Browns, the Browns. This is buying low. If you look at the stats, and, I mean, we've got uh, the drive success rate. Cleveland is the 10th best team in the league. All right? No one thinks that. Right? Baltimore, by this metric, is the 17th best team in the league. Now, that's one metric. You look at, uh, to me, if you look at the percentage of time they've led in the game, Baltimore's is shocking. They are so good in that regard. If you look at like the win percentage chart, they're the best in the league. Buffalo, not as good. But is it a coincidence they're losing late in these games? Is it a coincidence? Because why? I think it's analogous to Philly. Is you got a quarterback that's running an offense that's unusual. When you play it for the entire game, by the fourth quarter, you're making those angles where maybe Lamar got past you because he was faster than you imagined. But there's another advantage. Lamar does empirically worse against division rivals because they're more familiar with them. Mm. Familiarity is the key with Lamar. And to me, you got a Browns team that's better than their record, that is better than their recent performance for sure. So I'm buying low. And you got the Ravens. At what point are they going to get tired? You know, I mean, and, and I got one more piece on this game. Wink Martindale for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Really shut down Lamar. Yep. Did he create the blueprint on how to blitz him? Mm. If anyone on the planet knows how to blitz Lamar, it's the D coordinator that was there playing him in practice for years and years. I think the smart coordinator with the Browns are a smart team. I think that's a big deal. Mm. It's almost the Belichick, but Wink knew one guy that well, and he he knew how to do it because he did it. I mean, the Giants, I mean, Lamar had a horrible fourth quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. And we talk about Lamar, his splits just as a favorite versus as an underdog. As an underdog, he's great. He's 9 and 2 ATS, but as a favorite, 22 and 26 against the spread. And I love your buying, you mentioned the Browns, low. So, what's the worst matchup of the year? Well, the Jacoby Brissett against New England, that Belichick mm-hmm. and company know how to shut him down. You know, kudos, I think, our own Davis, or had a game of the year on that. Certainly. Ooh. And he knows the Patriots. Was huge, it was a huge play. He knows the Patriots spot on. So now we don't have those. Big matchup disadvantages that we had last week with Cleveland, so Cleveland undervalued. And Cleveland's lost some coin flips for sure. Now, Kevin Cole from PFF does adjusted finals. So every game he says, let's add some points here, let's take some points away. Now, if you add up 
the margin of victory or loss in these games, you're going to get a net margin that is adjusted. Hmm. And then in theory, you could do Pythagorean wins off of that. Okay. In his rankings, Cleveland is ranked in the adjusted net margin, the fifth best team in the NFL. And Baltimore, 16th. Now, again, I think Kevin Cole's adjustments are about as good as they get. But even if that's flipped, or not if it's flipped, but if they're both 5 and 6, let's say, or 15 and 60, 6 is way too many. So to me— If you could make a case for an underdog of 6 points being not just better, but being significantly better in any global overall stat, that's pretty strong. And if you really look at it, they started with the Jets, and they won. We're talking Baltimore here. Then they had a real tough—a war against Miami. Yep. Right then, they had a tough game against uh, New England, but they won. Then they had a tough game against Buffalo. Then Cincinnati, nineteen seventeen, and then the Giants, in which you might think it was easy, but it wasn't because they lost. I mean, I, I got a feeling this has been a beat up team. Now, listen, left tackle Staley is back and playing. Stanley, Stanley, mm-hmm. Ronnie Stanley, Staley. No, hmm. He hasn't played for two years. I guess it doesn't matter. But um, there you go. His left tackle, we'll call him, Mr. Left Tackle, in absentia for a lot of it. But I, to me, I can see where Baltimore is a good, better than their record. You could even make the case. I mean, they got three losses. But it feels like to me that that the, the hardball obsession with the preseason, this team always seems tired and they always seem injured. It's true, say, yes. And and to me, there's something wrong with what Harbaugh's doing. And he's flying completely in the face. Everyone else is saying, we're not going to play anyone in preseason. And oftentimes they stink the first couple of weeks because they have no timing. Harbaugh's the opposite. You know, he's playing like like it's the Super Bowl. Any other thoughts? I mean, you guys haven't really shared anything on Lamar, 8-9 and ATS against the AFC North, against his own division. They know him best. They know how to defend him. Well, Harbaugh... Is nineteen and nine ATS against Cleveland? He's dominating. Yeah, except this is a different. This is a whole different frame. I mean, that was against Freddie Kitchens. Well, right? I mean, Cleveland has a new coach every year, but whatever well, well, iteration. No, well, the coach of the year last year was the coach of Cleveland. Okay. So I mean, it seems like Stefanski is going to stick, and it doesn't even matter. I mean, well, he I was two and zero against him last year too. Well, I'm I'm confused. You're given a like, what is this? You always confuse me with this stuff. It's like you you get so like I say, huh? I don't think that. You asked me what I thought. Hold on, I did, but here's what I'm confused about: is when I said something against the trend, you just are like you you go into attack mode. It's like how could I say I don't like that? Think that trend's applicable? Well, the first thing I was going to ask is: last year, did they cover? Was this ATS? Yeah. So the uh, they've Baltimore. covered the last five against Cleveland. So Baltimore's covered the last five against Cleveland by five and a half points per. Okay, so now I guess how much of that? Boy, I still remember that Monday night game that was a war. I, in fact, I know the didn't the, the Browns won that game. What are you talking about? Ravens covered. No, Ravens were favored in that game. Right. Let's. Look. It was Monday night. Remember when he had the bathroom problem? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how can I remember that? No, I mean, I'm pulling it up. Let me. All right. Well, you you remember that game, don't you, Fez? Was that the 43-40 game that was like real high scoring? All right. So it's saying straight up. It was a. Was that the Monday night game? Is that the 42-47 game? Yeah. No, I don't see that. It says 30. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
and they're sa- and this was the the Baltimore. Whose perspective is this? This is the Browns' perspective. So how did they lose that game? They lost 42-47. Yeah, there was a fumble return touchdown. Ah, uh, okay. All right. So so what they're saying is in this matchup, then it's the straight up win. The Browns won the last game they played. Yep. Okay. But ATS, they hadn't won. Okay. What's the margin in these? Five and a half the last five years. And so it was or the last five games, sorry. Yeah, but here's the thing about that is there's one twenty eight pointer and then it's six, two, three, and one. Yep. So <clears throat> I don't know, Fez, does that worry you? Well, I, how many Stefanski's been there what, for two years prior to this? Well, it, it flies in the face of what we were saying that the all the, the Baltimore hasn't done well in division, but they have done well against Cleveland. Well, we know that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, this Cleveland de- see the thing about defense is, I mean, when you this is what's so fascinating, right? You think Cleveland's got consistency, except they have a new quarterback, right? And they're going to have a new quarterback in a couple of weeks, and their defense got remade. Hmm. I mean, to some degree. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't mean anything. I'm saying, I especially think because the ATS margin is so modest in most of those. And it was week one of 2020 when they got crushed. And Stefanski wasn't there for that, I don't think, was he? No, I guess he would have been. 2021, yeah. So Maybe that was his game. first game. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. it was actually. It was his first game. What do you make of the Ravens, the fact that they've only been they've only trailed for 120 seconds this year? I, I think it's a sign they're better than their record. Yeah. And I think it's a sign. But this price is saying they're better. I mean, Fez, where do you – I mean, I've seen people got them fourth or fifth. I I actually have them fourth. Yeah. And it's all because the stats are so good. You could make the case they should be four one-on-one. What would be the tie? I just threw the close games together. Like They should be be 3-0-3. So, McKenzie, (laughs) let's, let's pull out the fourth quarter win share. Where's Baltimore rank on that one? And as he's getting that, they're I'm, third right now. So they're third. So yeah. you look at that; they've had some bad. But the question is, if they were five and one, that's a, you know, let's mm-hmm. say that's a, what would the line be here? Thank Can't you. be seven. I don't know if the I think this line assumes. I don't. Th- I, I in twenty twenty two. I don't even know if the marketplace really cares that much about the record. When, yeah, I agree. Really, look, Jacksonville Giants Jags are laying three. The market doesn't care that the Giants are are five and one. Now here's what's interesting. I think the market still reacts to what they just saw. Yes. That I agree with. Yes. I mean, it, but they don't react to. I mean, you can just see with um, Denver's lines just bottoming out. Mm-hmm. People are saying, "Look what we're seeing, right?" So it's not even the record. I agree with that. You know, we're going to get to the Atlanta game, but the question is, what do they think about covering? Because so many more people are betting, <laughs> right? The last thing is, there's a guy that does it. Uh, Neflo is the name of it, and um, he just does adjusted weighted um, stats and, and game stats, and he has his power ratings. I'm going to pull up those power ratings and see where he has it. Because he had the Giants in a spot you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see here. Okay, so here's the Neflo ra- ratings. Bills number one, Chiefs are two. Eagles are three. 49ers, four. Bucks five. It's a pretty good one so far. Ravens, six. Now let's look at this. He says Ravens are 3.8 points better than an average team. What do you have? Three. Okay. He's got Bengals next, Chargers next, Chargers 8, Vikings next, Packers 10, Raiders, Rams, Falcons, 
Broncos, Patriots. Falcons, really? Yeah, I got Top Falcons half. 13. Raiders high, too. And he's got the I Giants got the 27. I mean, if he has them no adjustment for the year. The no, giant seems a little, but it's a computer, yeah. Right, the com- so it, the computer it, might was it drinking though? Now yeah. here, this is interesting, Fez. You got your adjustments? Uh yes. Okay, I'm gonna read his, and you tell me where we're off. Bills adjustment up four points, two and a half. Okay, Chiefs up one, level. Okay, Eagles up two and a half, three. All right, Forty ers up two and a half. I actually have them flat. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay down a half a point. Whoa, I got them down two and a half. Okay. Ravens up a half a point. Same. Zero. Bengals up a point. Up half a point. Okay. Chargers down a half a point. I got them down three, but I had them power rate through the moon. I had them too high. But you also start. had, had injuries opinion. too, right? Yeah, but I had an opinion on them po- positive. Does computer factor injuries? No. Okay. It does quarterbacks. Yeah, but okay. that, a lot of this is an injury, Quarter. right? Vikings is uh, a half, oh, up a quarter point. Now, this is shocking. I have the Vikings down a point. I am on an island here. <laughs> the Vikings stink. And finally, the Packers, where do you got them? I got them down four and a half. Down point uh, .9. Oh. But mm. these computers That don't... computer ain't watching the games. <laughs> well, I tell you, it is. No, that's true. Or the post-game interviews. Yeah. But what's fascinating is that this computer program is the second best on earth when it comes to picking winners where there's a, wow. there's a website that has a bunch of power ratings mm. and and the, and the only one that's better the guy re- is got a job and made it where it's not public anymore mm. so it was a guy who used to be at the athletic and then last middle of last season he changed jobs and just stopped doing it mm. so um the, i mean it's a he's a real sharp guy and so what is, is this computer just taking Power ratings from various sources. No, 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 no. So what this is is it looks at EPA every uh-huh. play, and they decide they go back in history and say what factors they call it's called regression analysis. What factors lead to wins? Okay, and they they have ways to check if it's correlated, if it's causing and all that, and they'll see the ability to run the ball on second down in this spot mm-hmm. really matters. And he's got like you know forty different. Things he considers, and the computer spits out how good the team is. And so, you know, I, it's a variation of, and Mackenzie and I were going over some work on the, the drive um, success rate. It's like, if, Fez, if all you need is the uh, drive success rate, the starting position on average of your drives, mm-hmm. and th- was that it, Mackenzie? Yeah. Then you had to know the league wide conversion rate for touchdowns and whatever. And it showed a plot. Oh, and he, the number of possessions. The number of possessions. He had 20 years of games, all the teams, so 32 times 20, 600, I guess some. And the plot looks like, you know, the, the line that's perfection might be, let's call it an inch. Within like two inches, everyone, Every team falls, on everyone the falls. They can predict the scoring based on that. Hmm. So it, it's fascinating. But, the, you know, the math the guys are taking over. This might be our last year. <laughs> I don't know, Fez. I, I, th- I think if I sharpen my pencil a little bit, I can pass. And Johnny's only a few years away yeah. from where he can help me with the Join calculus. The team. I, th- I think you're, you could do all right with it. All right, next game. What do we got, AJ? What's next? Uh, let's go with the triple light game, which is my four-weight, RJ's three-weight, and Fez's one-weight as well. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, remember, what we were supposed to do here – 
but I was a little late, is we're going to make our one weight a floater. Uh, I'm going to still do that. Everyone else has picked their one. Uh, you start. You got the biggest number. All right. Uh, the Bengals have finally started to move away from the raggedy-ass running game that they were insistent on implementing early in the season, which was clearly a terrible idea. They can't, they're not built to run the ball. You've got Joe Burrow and you've got three top-tier wide receivers. Do what you're good at. Do what you're paying your best guys to do. It seemed like last week the Bengals kind of said, oh, this is what this is our identity as a team. We're not a run-first team. And I expect that to be the case against this Falcons past the 31st in EPA per drop back. Add in that the Falcons had three corners leave the game with injuries against San Francisco last week. And the Bengals are now suddenly a, a really bad matchup. Now, A.J. Terrell and their nickel Isaiah Oliver are day-to-day, so let's assume they're going to play. But... Casey Hayward is on the IR. He's been a starter for them all year. He's done, at least for the foreseeable future. And then the Bengals' defense, over last year, it's been the biggest difference for their team. Their defense was meh last year. Their defense has been so strong this year. And the Falcons' run game has gone from 5.2 yards per carry in games that Patterson was active to 4.5 yards per carry in games since he went on the IR. The Bengals just have too many weapons. They're, they're, they're going to put up too many points for a run-first team that's not running as effectively to keep up with. So I, I like the Bengals laying it here. Yeah, you nailed it. The Bengals are a totally different team than they were in September. I still think there were lingering impacts. Remember the appendicitis? It wasn't just he had to have his appendix out. No big deal. It actually ruptured. And I'm seeing Cincinnati being that dynamic offense. Finally, we saw that against the Saints. We haven't seen that all year long. Now, the Bengal defense has been much better than expected. It's been carrying the team. Now that Cincinnati looks to be getting back to being an elite offensive team, all of a sudden they're checking the boxes for being a true contender. And if if they are a true contender, laying six here against Atlanta, they're cheap. How much of – how fraudulent, Fez, is the Falcons 6-0 ATS? I'm not sure it can be. Yeah, because well, the, well, the numbers will show you that they're winning their games by an average of 1.7 points per game. Well, I think it's all preseason expectations yeah. that they that they were supposed to win four and a half games, and they're actually a six and a half win team. So, so it's, they're it's better the lo- than we thought they'd be, but they're still not good. They have the lowest win margin of any six and O ATS team. Uh, the the previous one in 2018, the previous low, when the Chiefs started the season 6-0 ATS, they had a win margin of 7.2 points per game. All right, but we're talking win margin against the spread or straight up? Straight up win margin. Okay, but if we're talking ATS, if you're a huge dog, what's the difference, right? I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, they're, they're, you know, in their wins, it's been— Mackenzie, can you see what the from- ATS margin is on that? It's been, you know, the come from behind win uh, against the, you know, the come from behind win. They're like the Lions in a way, I think. I mean, they do fight. Sure. You know, I wonder when I watch Atlanta, they've got this quirky offense with the running quarterback. Mariota's really running the ball. So he only mm-hmm. threw for like 130. So the Bengals get to play against Lamar Jackson. So they know, you know, they, having the mobile quarterback, yes. that should help their defense here. I like that. Oh, no, that is a good point. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. Though so Lamar, you know, obviously Lamar is a different breed, but but yeah, it's a running quarterback. But schematically, it's still defending against RPOs. Mm-hmm. Good point. Run pass options, I think, right? That's what <laughs> spot on. All right. I think Mackenzie's got another name for it. Um, the <laughs> Only 25% of the co- people call it that. Yeah, he coined it something different. Run so, pass, obviously one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like a condescending Yale kind of attitude? Yeah. 
Yeah. Some folks call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser, Kaiser blade. blade. Exactly. All right. Here's the thing that worries me a little about Atlanta. Their best game by far was last week. I mean, they dominate for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. And I know they were injured. The line still went off at what, four? You know, they were four-point yeah, yeah. dogs, and they won by 14. You know, New Orleans, they played pretty well early, and then they played horribly against the Rams, but they still – well, that's interesting. Yeah, they covered – wow. What was the line? 11 and a half, and they lost by – Weird, oh, only weird game. They got, well, down, got down 18, came all the way back. Look at that. They they were hardly above like ten percent to win at any point in the game. Look at the Tampa Bay. Look at the Tampa Bay game. It's worse. Uh, Down twenty one. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Flatline until the fourth quarter. That speaks to what you're saying regarding their chance of actually winning. Mm -hmm. You know, hasn't been good. What's the ATS? All right, ATS margin is plus seven per game. Now that's a big ATS margin. Huge. Now eighteen and a half in that last week. Mackenzie yeah. was shaking when he wrote that in. Well, they're like a think. Think about going back to week one. This is how much they were thrown in the the, the crap heap. They're home against New Orleans. New Orleans has injuries, and the line was five and a half. I mean, Atlanta was like five and a six point underdog mm-hmm. at home. So they're getting totally disrespected by the market. Now, going back to Fez's point about the the Bengals knowing how to play against Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, when the Falcons played against the Browns. Marcus Mariota, just 139 passing yards, no touchdowns, one interception, five rushes for three yards. Hmm. So the Browns were able to defend against the Mariota RPO because Hmm. they're familiar with playing against Lamar Jackson. Perhaps. I mean, I I like it as a concept. Fez, your point was really uh, well taken. So the preseason line in this game was 10, uh, the summer line. So what adjustments have you made on – Atlanta, what adjustments have you made on Cincy? So I've raised Atlanta three points. Mm-hmm. Nothing on Cincy. Cincy's okay. currently so You're saying there. 10 should have gone to seven or seven, uh, seven and some juice on top. Yeah. Because uh, you're coming off a 10 and th- on to but seven. But eight and nine are totally dead. I yeah. think three. All right. So the look ahead line was seven. So exactly. There you go. Exactly right. But now it's six. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the difference. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a pretty important number, six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I just, when teams get momentum, I believe, I like to bet on them. It's funny. I like to fade team. I think teams that look bad are never as in the dumps as you think. They're professionals. They're getting great at every play. And their next contract's going to be dictated by it. But I think teams can get a college kind of momentum going. And I think Atlanta might, though I obviously have as my three-weight Cincy. And, you know, Fez, last thing, and you really made a great point just now. So Atlanta was um, at home against New Orleans, and they were getting six, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're on the road, right, at Cincy, and it's six. And coincidentally— All right, go ahead, go ahead. I I, I was just going to make the point that, well, New Orleans versus Cincy— They just played— they just played last week, and since he was laying three on the road, so, but so they the were, market they were, New Orleans was banged up, right? So, but the market is saying since he is five points better than New Orleans. So let's call it three. Let's call it call three. it three. Be conservative. All right. 
So let's go, and then we would do what a four or, or five. If it's out of conference, you do a five point flip, I think, on home field from one home to the other. Right. So Atlanta was catching six at home. Mm-hmm. That means they would be catching eleven on the road at New Orleans, mm-hmm. and the Bengals are three points better, which means the Bengals should be laying fourteen. All right, Atlanta's better. So if now you haven't upgraded them. Yes. Well, yes. let's upgrade them the field goal. Mm-hmm. Now they're catching eleven, and they're only getting six. This is a bargain basement. I'm just going around picking that was good. out. I'm just picking out. I, that was good. Can you play the dream song? Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> he started it. I recognized immediately that it was good. And Scott said, let me change the subject and went off on the Lamar. And I, you know, did you notice the way? Did you notice the way I calmly let it all happen? I did see that. And then I thought, okay, now let's shift back to what's really interesting. You hear that? That's RJ turning over a new leaf. <laughs> Fez, Fez was stepping on his handicap, and he let me do it, you know, because you were going there. I saw yeah, you going no, there. I think you made the point, though. It's a good one. I yeah, think that was everyone, strong. I would say everyone did well except Scott on that game. <laughs> I was the only one not on it. <laughs> well, now you get your turn, Scott. All Congratulations. Right. Scott's four weight. Okay. You're not going to like this, RJ. We're going with two, the return of Tua. The mm. Dolphins playing at home. Sunday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to me, it's, it's just all about the return of Tua. It's, well, I mean, it's, let's call it the short return. The because short. when he takes a hit, it doesn't seem like he can stay that, in the that's game. Gotta and be let's a, talk about the presumed return. I got, he's been practicing all week as the starter. Oh, he would have so, started last week if it yeah. wasn't for the hubbub. He, he, yeah, two he, weeks ago he could Yeah, they, they wouldn't uh, – Mike McDaniel wouldn't have him practicing as the, as the starter if he wasn't going to practice because it just hurts his team. Uh, Tua, as a home favorite. Four and one ATS, five and zero straight up. Ten and three ATS at home overall. This dude loves playing in Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, th- to me, it's about fading the Steelers off of a big win against the Bucks and buying into the Dolphins team, playing with a little bit of desperation, starting the season three and zero, falling three straight games, kind of trying to right the ship here. So uh, that's really the bulk of my handicap here is fading a team uh-huh. off the big win and buying into a Dolphins with their quarterback back kind of restarting their season. The only thing that worries me about it, and I don't like Pittsburgh because I think they're, they are going to be down probably. Now they got to go to Florida. And, you know, is the weather, is it still hot down there? I mean, mm-hmm. even yep. a little hot. Um, and this is sandwiched between Tampa and the Eagles. Well, and and, and then the week before that, Buffalo they played Buffalo. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, this has been a tough road. But this line was seven, and now it's seven. So you would think, but I, yeah, so I guess they didn't, I mean, they figured Tua was going to play this week last yes, week. Yes, I think so. So shouldn't this line have gone to six and a half? I think uh, Trubisky being the presumed starter for Pittsburgh. Is, As a, a downgrade? Yeah. After what he did? <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing, right? I got him the same. Well, I tell you this. And it also seems like there's some oh, – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but there seems like the, there's some health issues in the Steelers' secondary. Oh, yeah. oh they had everybody missing yeah. last week. Yeah. But they still – they had everybody missing last yeah. week, and they beat the Bucs. But I don't so. think two is going to a wedding <laughs> on Friday night. Yeah. So, I mean, here's what I would say, too, is I think a lot of film guys, again, really like Pickett long-term, saying yes. he's thrown the ball deeper depth of target – He's got guts. I mean, he's he's not. A lot of rookies are afraid to throw it. Sometimes those interceptions, Peyton Manning style, right? You got to learn what you can do and what you can't do. I'm actually a little optimistic about him. Right now, I think, especially with Trubisky being off that amazing performance, three third down conversions mm-hmm. that were long, long each. Yeah. You know, I would say no change for me long term. Though I like 
Pickett here in the game. I know it's kind of it feels like it's drifting up a little, maybe even towards seven and a half. Fez, would you say wait if you like the dog, bet it if you like the favorite? Miami feels like there's pressure going up. Yes. I think I think especially because it's the Sunday night football game, right? So mm-hmm. we've got we got a situation where all things being equal, even if the the sharp marketplace stays the same, the secondary books, the recreational books, always seemingly go at half point higher with um, the public money and 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 the teaser well, liability. Not, not off of a key number. To, and teaser liability also. The books like, oh my God, we're going to get killed if Miami well, we, wins this remember, game. Remember, teasers have been on Monday night. New England and Chicago. Yes. So yeah, that's a really good point. So you I mean, there's a lot there's gonna be there could potentially be if these other Wong teasers, popular teasers, win the Dallases of the world, also the minus sevens, that's gonna create a lot of liability. No, the Wongs have not done well this year. They the, have the, the Wongs have been wrong. The, the, you know, two the, Wongs don't make the, it right. The, the, two, the, the, plus, <laughs> the, the plus two Wongs have done just fine, but the, min, yeah, the minus seven and a half, minus eight Wongs, and this, you know, this carries over to these survivor pools. Like 95% of the people are out of survivor. Why? Because these seven and a half point favorites, Green Bay, keep losing. All right. Bill Simmons will sometimes say, all right, start the tape machine or start the video recorder. This can be for straight out of Vegas. From uh, Sunday night. You ready? Or I guess the Monday morning show. Mm -hmm. Here it is. What am I going to do? Okay. Here it is. (laughs) Here it is. There's an opportunity Monday night with the Patriots. If the teaser liability, and Fez, tell me if you agree with this. If the liability is high, because we figure if they win a couple of them Sunday, they're going to be often paired with New England. Now, they've got computers now that will say, what's my exposure? What's my risk? If this teaser comes in, it's going to close those two-leg teasers. They will inflate New England, not to get it out of teaser range, maybe, eventually, but they'll inflate it to make get more Chicago action to try to mitigate their exposure, even though it's in a different pool. It's, the side pool might not be heavy, heavy New England, but because the uh, teaser pool likely will be, you might see a super inflated number, with, well, inflated upwards of 10 because of that and trying to get out of teaser range. What do you think? I love this. Really strong. So what happens on most Monday night games? Let's assume the New England line's eight and a half, all right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting maybe 10,000 more um, on New England or 20,000 more than you're getting on Chicago. That's so on fun. the favorite. Yeah. On the favorite. Like, oh, we'll, we'll roll with that. We'll, we'll, we'll root for the Bears. we got a $20,000 position. We're comfortable with that. We're going to stay right at eight. You you're know? talking like a, like a big, maybe a book in Chicago or something. You're right, not right. talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep, yeah. keep the numbers small. But now, oh, holy Christ, we're going to lose 150,000 on teasers like alone on this times, puppy. Seven times. The last time, we're, the last thing I'm going to do is like get eat, get, get hit with losses on the side. Let's go to nine and a half. Let's stop any more teasers. And we're also going to go ahead and you know, do some Chicago do money. Some Chicago money. So, even if, so if New England wins, we're not going to get buried if New England wins by more than nine. I think it's a powerful point. There were games, and, and Matt Holt used to talk about this, is the old school approach was you don't actually make it where one pool affects the other. But when it's a featured game and you're staring at that liability, 
you you say we you know let's get this out of teaser range or and and let's get this where there's more Chicago. And AJ in pre-production brought up a really good point that you you it's important to look at the ancillary stuff, the team totals, the first halves, etc. Because this first half there were still some fours out there, and AJ was like, let's lay that minus four before this puppy inflates because the same thing's going to happen. The books are going to be like, we don't want any type of extra exposure in New England, so it wouldn't surprise me if this first half doesn't close five and there were still minus four early. Earlier today. One last example of this. This was seven or eight years ago. There was a team in the college basketball Final Four, uh, AJ, you might remember, that was one of the bigger, you know, bigger upsets in a long time. It might have been. No. George Mason? It might have been the team. No, no, that was a while back. It might have been the Sister Jean team. Did they? Oh, yeah. Loyola Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Maybe that was it. And, um, they had so much exposure on them because they had done well a year before. If I Was that the first year they came on the scene? Or? Yeah, it was the first. Okay. But either way, they had a lot of exposure. Where on that Monday, and if I remember, they were like a two-point underdog or something in the Final Four. It wasn't like a huge one. But Cornegay was saying, we have so much exposure on future tickets that we want to be lopsided against them in this game. And thus, we're going to book it where we're trying to get 80-20 mm. against them. Because that intrinsically is going to, since the game was around pick, it was acting as a hedge. Yeah, I like that. So, so the, basically, they're saying, you know what? You know, if, let's say they were playing against Duke, right? We, and it's like we're perfectly happy with losing on this game. People are betting Duke minus two, and if Duke wins by ten, we'll pay the Duke bets. But now we're going to shoot down all these three hundred to one tickets. Because those on are Loyola. sitting there, you know. That's just like AJ with the, his three hundred dollars of equity in that last man standing or whatever. Twenty five hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that was a good conversation. Absolutely. What do you think? Is that going to make the cut? Of course it'll make the cut. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I know there's a high bar at SOVAM. All right. What's next, AJ? Let's go to another double like. I'll let Fez have the honors. We are both on Detroit against the Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, so Detroit plus seven. You know, this is like the perfect storm. There's reasons to bet on Detroit and to bet against Dallas. So Dallas... Really nice story here. Cooper Rush team comes together, win four straight games, and finally couldn't, drop. Couldn't cover that Sunday night. or Couldn't could cover the 59-yard field goal. Thanks for nothing as they lose by nine. And he pushes. Wait, if, you, if you have to hit a 59-yarder to push, kind of, you're kind, kind of, of in a bad spot. Well, I, 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 I would have scooped. I wouldn't have pushed. I would have scooped. Um, but the bottom line is now your star comes back. We see this in the NBA all the time. Like the team plays really hard, and then LeBron comes back or AD comes back and all of a sudden chemistry's not quite the same timing's not quite the same effort is not quite the same when the starter comes back so concerned Dallas might exhale they just played that big game against Philly had all these big divisional games Washington yeah. Giants now this game not as important to look past De- Detroit you know they're they're no good whereas Detroit is a team yeah they've been stinking up the joint but part of it yeah, they can't play defense, but they got playmakers, and they certainly can put up points, but they got injured. And now it looks like they're going to get their running back, Swift back. It looks like they're going to get their wide receiver, St. Brown, back. So a much healthier on offense Detroit team, the uh, up arrow ticking, down arrow on, on, on Dallas, just for one game with Dak coming back, yeah, likely. I, my, my biggest handicap on this was this has got to be the take-a-breath spot for Dallas. They've played three division games. They played the two teams in the Super Bowl last year, and they played the Super Bowl champion from the year before. Like, mm. when are you ever going to – RJ says all the time, you can't be up for every game. You've got to be up for your division games. You've got to be up against the Rams, the Bucks, the Bengals. Here come the Lions. 
And historically, Dallas has not been a good home favorite. You know, this has not been a good role for them. And I think the return of Dak may be a little bit – and that's why I don't really want to bet this at seven because I think you'll see seven and a half because I, I think it's presumed that Dak's going to play. But once it's announced, there's going to be people who are excited. They're going to, oh, Dak's back. You know, that's Dak's a, that's back. a good point because the the wise guys feel Dak's going to play. But the second that it comes across the screen, it's like Dak Prescott confirmed to start. Yeah, you might get an even better line. And, and this is Dan Campbell. Like we talk about them always fighting back, and this has obviously been a disappointing start for them. They're one and four. I think they're they're going to be all out here. But they're six and zero ATS coming off a double digit loss. And listen. It, this was a situation where Bill Belichick was going to make Jared Goff look bad. That that was a. Well, all of these though, we don't ever see. Did you have New England in that game? Uh, yeah. You did. Yeah. Okay. Well, relax, buddy. Relax. <laughs> because it does seem like Fez, we have the history of saying, "Oh, that was a foregone conclusion." Right. Then why the hell didn't we make that our game of the exactly. year? Exactly. But but okay, if AJ had it, fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, but like I th- I think what you said at the beginning, it, this is an all out spot for the Lions. It's a letdown spot for the Cowboys. It's just a, a a conversion of events that's that's good for Detroit here. All right. Is it a convergence or a, con- or a confluence of events? I think it's either. Conversions yeah. of events? I don't Con- know. Confluence. Yeah, it's called confluence. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know. Who knows? <laughs> you got anything on that game, Scott? No, there's only I, I wouldn't want a piece of Dallas in this spot. Why don't you do you do a Dan Campbell imitation? I don't. Okay. I don't think I've watched enough Dan Campbell. Do you to, do any Rocky? It. Try it anyways. If you do any Rocky, don't scream in the mic, scream away from the mic. So like what would like as a Dan Campbell as a as Rocky? Ooh, let's think about this now. No. What do you think, I, I want to hear Scott say, doctor recommends I don't fight. I recommend I do in a Dan Campbell Rocky way. Well, I was just going to give you something like, you know. And what line's that from? Rocky 5? Rocky 2. Oh. Like cow- I, see, I forward past some of it. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, Cowboys and me, we was like brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Stallone with Down so Syndrome? That was Rocky. Well, in Rocky well, some 5. Some argue there's, he's not all, he's not He right. was pretty punchy in Rocky <laughs> 5, you know? You know, the brain damage came and went. Oh, absolutely. It was convenient. They forgot. It went with his money. But here was the Once idea. he got money, he was smarter, no brain damage. He lost the money. He didn't have to of, say. They thought they signed, quite- up, they signed over power of attorney to, to Paulie, which is so stupid. Uh, and who, who had his power of attorney? Exactly. Question. I, I believe I read that Sylvester Stallone at birth, they had a problem with the forceps and getting him out, and it deformed slightly his face and his um, he, the way he spoke. He did okay. He's done okay. <laughs> now, but here's the interesting thing. Now, follow me a second, and we'll move on. Stallone was Rocky. Mm-hmm. But Stallone also wrote the scripts. Now, if Rocky had brain damage, Stallone could have forgotten when writing the scripts <laughs> and wrote out the brain damage. Think about that Good a point. second. Just ponder it. It's the next level. Uh huh. See that trailer for Creed 3? No, I was a little disappointed in Creed 2. Mm. Creed 1. Creed 1 There's fantastic. a lot of people angry that Stallone's not in Creed 3. Yeah, I'm actually angry myself. I didn't yeah. even know it till now, but I had a little. It you, it, it, yeah, you is felt Drago it? in it because I love Drago. No, that was Creed Two. Yeah, yeah. But that's like a child. He's so. Yeah, he, he's like Jurassic Park. Are those real dinosaurs. I thought <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, they were extinct. Where'd they get them? My 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 mommy lied to me. In Are the they book dressing up alligators? I th- I thought bison were extinct when I was twelve. <laughs> Well, they are the way you eat them when before this diet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. When Fred is weakened, you got to go at him. Because when he's not, he's a he's, oh he's trying to give the audience. All right, next game. That was Fez and I agreeing on our two weight. Scott and RJ disagreeing on their two weight. Well, I gotta say, lately I'm gonna give him the honors, but I'm gonna take this very seriously because I haven't been to. Be this honest. is a battle. Not really, but go ahead. All right, I'm ready. The New York Jets have uh, really. We talked about them before the season. I think your mic's out. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) It's like, did my headphones just (laughs) come? The Jets, the talk preseason was when we were giving out their win total over, and we commented about how their draft was so looked so good this year that they were going to have players that made an immediate impact. And then I would scoff because we aren't allowed talking about drafts because we never know. Nobody well, ever knows. And what are the right odds now, that these guys are going to pan out? Right now, Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner are the odds-on betting favorites to win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And I'm hearing for Gardner especially uh, very good reports from the film guys. Yeah, these guys are contributing right now. And, and specifically for Brees Hall – a, a Jets run game, when that's working, it takes pressure off of Zach Wilson. He doesn't have to make the plays that you would normally ask a quarterback and, to make. And let's agree, he hasn't he hasn't been making any plays, really. Which is why you don't want to ask him to do it. Yeah, but what we're saying is, assuming in a pick'em game that, that he's going to have to make some plays, mm-hmm. that's yet to be proven except in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. And the Jets are the highest fourth-quarter scoring team in the NFL this season. Oh, they season. came back against Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, during this winning streak for the Jets, they ranked fourth in the NFL in DVOA. And there's the old team playing before London trend going against the Denver Broncos. So, so give, give the actual numbers. Teams the week before going to London, 26-37-1 ATS. That includes 1-3 and three this year. Okay, so here's the thing I like to dig into that trend a little, is how many of these were first-time trips for the coach? Because well, to me, that's always... Oh, you got and, uh, No, I'm just saying, uh, and this would be that, because this is a rookie head coach. Oh, yeah. For, and, and you've who, got a very who, disorganized... Who clearly doesn't know what he's doing just on a day-to-day basis, and, and now he has to prepare a team to travel to London... I, I wouldn't put my faith in Nathaniel Hackett. I, and all the clips that you're seeing across social media being shared about this Broncos offense, it, it's, it's honestly laughable. Russell Wilson, the memes that are out there that he's blind because he, he doesn't see wide open receivers directly in front of his face. Yeah, because there's six foot four guys in front of him. That's the main reason, yeah. But this has been a bad season for the Denver Broncos, and I, I AJ, honestly think, can't bet them as a favorite against anybody. At any point? I think at some point you'll get a turn. Okay. I, I just don't want you to, like, shoot down everything that I'm saying. No, so. I was listening and listening and listening. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. One, this is all about the number. And whenever you are apprehensive to bet a bad team, think about this. You can't find a trend situation bad enough for it not to be positive ATS. You can say lost by 40, two straight games, boom, it's through the roof because people overreact. Yeah. The Denver Broncos have looked bad on national TV with a lot of publicity about Russell. Three times. And, <laughs> and listen, they've been bad, but how good is the defense? Top five for sure. I think it's the best in the league. Yeah, I think San Fran's in the conversation. Buffalo's not, in the conversation. They, when they get healthy, but not right now. Who San Fran. San Fran. Oh, yeah, good point. Now, by the way, I saw Football Outsiders for the first time, I think, since 2003. There's a team that's number one on offense and defense. It's Buffalo. What can we get for Buffalo? What's the latest on 
Oh. In future, future I don't, market. I, Remember I when I bet, if I bet the Rams at four to one, to I want to Super Bowl. You, go, I want to go bet shop it. Go book. shop it. I'll book it. Plus two seventy five. I'll book it. But if I bet the Rams four to one, I should certainly bet the Bills three to one. I mean, my thinking is this: is you're probably right. The quality of this team is such that they should be this big of a favor. But I still think in the playoffs against Mahomes. There's going to be apprehension. I mean, whatever the chance of winning that game is, it goes down a little bit because he hasn't slayed that dragon yet in the yes, playoffs. But Kansas City still has to get there. You know, they, yeah, they, they, you but look even at the path. If it's not Kansas City, they, it, it, that will be the key. But beating anyone in the playoffs, uh, I mean, I just think they're going to be laying 10 in the first round. Maybe they get a bye. In the second round, they'll be laying 10, then they'll be laying six. Well, Kansas who are City. they going to be like? I mean, because remember, if you get the bye, you're playing against division champion. I mean, uh, I guess maybe it's the South. I guess they'd have to play a good wild card team, right? Well, if they play the Chargers or somebody, or it doesn't matter. Indy, it doesn't. There are no other good teams, you know, other than Kansas City. I mean, AFC, Baltimore. Not, but they well, play Baltimore. They'll be laying eight and a half. I tell you this. Miami gets healthy. They're. I mean, the good team. I mean, obviously, Chargers are disappointing. Denver's very disappointing, no doubt. Raiders disappointing. Um, Bengals were, but now let's say they're coming around. Cleveland's disappointing, last three, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Tennessee and Indianapolis, none of them are b- better than we thought. No, I mean, Buffalo maybe Tennessee's a little bit. It's better. Buffalo and Kansas City, and that's why getting that home field and winning that heads up is so important. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so swinging back here, to me, Denver, where do you got Denver, Fez? On your power ratings. Well, Denver's without their quarterback, so I've got him 28th. With, Denver with, without the quarterback? Yeah, Russell Wilson's injured. I don't think he's going to play. What? Yeah. Well, well, hold on a second then. Then that's a problem because I won't like it. I didn't hear that. Mackenzie, what are we hearing on that? Go to the bureau chief that's covering the uh, Denver. Uh, oh. he, was, he was limited in Wednesday's practice. Yeah, he's playing. What are you talking about? Hit, oh, you hit, got inside info? Hitman says he's unlikely to play. He's got information. The line went from three to one, like twelve hours after the game had reposted. So that makes sense if he was to be out. <sighs> but why be limited in practice? Because if you know you got to start the backup, who's the backup? Brett Ripon. Brett Ripon. No. Yeah. One and zero all time. Now, actually, is that Mark Ripon's brother? His nephew. Oh. There's relations. <laughs> Bloodlines. <laughs> His younger brother. (laughs) His younger brother. This dude could be 40. Who knows? Sure, sure, sure. All right. So let me say this. I was, I mean, I listen, Russell Wilson's been crying about injuries for so long. Every time he has a bad game, you hear about something. So I didn't take it seriously. If there's a real chance of him being out, it proves how good my pick was. I didn't think he was out. I said, that's a hell of a pick. But if he's out, not so much. So I don't know. I, I lean to RJ's side on this thing. But even with with Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's playing. I think he'll be limited and he'll probably stink like he has all season. But I think he's going to play. But the Broncos. Why do they have such a bad backup? I'm, I'm going to bet you that he doesn't. All right. Well, that, well, first off, hold on a second. Him saying he thinks he's going to play isn't necessarily an automatic bet. You can negotiate. You know, I kind of think you're right now, I think about it. He did say, I think he's going to play. So if you want to bet him even money, that seems fair. Considering that this is a kind of a technicality, I think you should give him the choice. Yeah, of course. You want to bet? I'll take it. All right. Yeah. That's All right. Why don't you guys do 100? Sounds good. Is that work? You said three. You want right. to go Texas Deep Brazil yeah, next let's month? Yeah, do that. Yeah. Lamb chops? Once you hit 180. And because I was the peacemaker, I should get to go. I'm not yeah. buying all your Coca-Colas. 
Oh, that's the only way yeah, I'd well, go. Well, well, <laughs> can we well, sneak a two-liter in? <laughs> Our, uh, for those who, do, who haven't heard, RJ doesn't like to go to Texas Deep Brazil, even though he finds the food to be delicious, very good. He he ordered the, the second Coke, there, though, and they charge like three ninety five per Coke, and they don't give free refills, which is just and it's the little and it's eight, these little eight ounce cutesy wootsy. Um, do you yeah. guys agree or not? Exactly. No, you wouldn't go for that. I can't believe they charge for refills. Well, because they, everything's in a can. No, no, it's a little. That's a li- why it's in it's a, a can. You know what it is? It's the little eight ounces they used to have the VFW. You don't know if it's really Coca Cola or is it RC Cola. <laughs> I tell you what, that's that's like the, the that's like the <laughs> and, and there's there's like an inch of dust on them. You ever you know what I'm talking about? But that pancetta <laughs> in the salad bar is so good. Uh, don't waste time with the salad bar. <laughs> the the meat tip. in the meat in the salad right, bar. Well, uh, in the new podcast, eating Las Vegas. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I guess what I'll say is this: with the uncertainty with Wilson, I'm going to back away and have it be uh, a lean if Wilson plays. But but. Mackenzie, when you look at the line move, was it was it one of those syndicate moves or was it a drift over a couple hours? Syndicate move. All right. So that was based on they got some information, you think? I think so. And the line hasn't come back? No. So what would the line be if he doesn't play? Because is there just a play here playing against Denver because the market knows to some degree, but 3-1 to one isn't ripping to even this compromised Russell. Jets are going to be minus 1, or Denver's going to be like minus 2.9. So you're on saying that, that to Mark Rippon's nephew, to Russell Wilson, is 3 to pick him? It's 4 points. 4 point difference. 3 to pick him? Yeah. How's that 4? Um... Well, I flipped through. I said one was minus one. Yeah, and no, no, plus no, 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 no. He said it's either going to be three or one. It's going to be three or minus one. All right, but what you said four. was it's either I one or pick them. Is I, what you I, said. You were kind of hedging on what the line. Denver's going to be plus one or minus three. All right, but okay, if we're coming off of three. That is extra by far. Going through one is obviously only. Yeah. Two ticks to go two points. Yes. So it's a half. So let's call that even. And you're saying four. Does that sound right? That doesn't seem like, but from a compromised but, Russ. Yeah, but right now, what, what can we get? Now, when you do around minus one plus one, you can get actual scalps if you play the money line, right? Yes. So right now, what's the best money line on the Jets, right? And then the theory is we play that now, right? It's like plus one oh five, I think, right now. Mackenzie, you want to look at that? Yeah. And now, then, now one gem, if I may. Uh-huh. There's still ones out there on the Jets. Mm-hmm. I love the Jets teaser in the six and a half point. Get it up to seven and a half or plus eight. So one to seven and a half. Tease the Jets up with Patriots. And then with Patriots. And I then, don't know about that. And then when the Jet, when Russell isn't playing, and the Jets become the one to one and a half point favorite, then ha ha, we tease Denver with Rippon up to plus seven and a half and plus eight with the New England. Now that is a sharp, sharp, sharp comment you get to one you're saying it's plus one it's minus one what's the difference well especially now let's think about that six and a half points you typically have to lay what minus 130 all right that's well worth it here now if you did that let's say you had two open pieces both of them at seven and a half plus do you go with the same how is there any advice on how to put the second leg in do you do something different because you've got both teams? I mean, I guess no, it's you not actually, related. It's, it's actually better to duplicate all of the plays because you can't lose them both, and so it's actually less risky to put Ooh. both into the same. See, that's what I was thinking. Now, that's a brilliant point because you can't lose them both, but you can win them both. 
right? That's right. You're going to automatically get a winner if you have the winner in you know, you want it to be correlated. You're either going to go one one or two or two and zero. Oh. Now, one thing that's if, important if you win, if you win the one yes, page. one thing that's important that you never want to do. There are some places you put an an open teaser and fill you fill it with the second spot. I've seen people do this, and it's really a, a bad mistake. And books allow you to never play a same game teaser on each direction. So even though like the plus seven half's good on the Jets and the plus seven half's good on Denver, you would never put both within the same teaser. Because why? Because once you you're, you're told, hey, your Jets plus seven and a half covered. Now all of a sudden, the probability Denver yeah, 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 plus yeah. seven and a half covers conditional probability is greatly lessened. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So it's in this case inversely correlated. Yes. Okay. Wow, that was pretty good, huh? It was a lesson. A little lesson. Entertaining. A little lesson. Is it as good as <laughs> <laughs> like would that have made as if you were doing SOVAM? Would you cut that out? No, I would have just asked some more Maybe. questions, though. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I got it. I understand it. But I would have well, go had ahead. him explain a little bit more. Yeah, that, no, I, I get it. Because you, when you talk about – I, I understand it. I understand not playing the both sides. Because if you're saying one side is going to cover, it's – I mean, if you think about the, the distribution of points, yes. right, is you're chopping off your bell curve – Pretty yeah, badly. I, I would exactly. never. So, I don't so, know why anyone would ever do that, though. So, so theoretically, let's, let's use an extreme example. Yeah, you, let's do. assume yeah. there's a monsoon and the total is 17 on a game. Okay, and the game's pick them. If, if the total for the game was only 17, plus six teaser would be good for either team, theoretically. Could happen, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So, but but you, obviously you just don't tease the Bears plus six with the Niners plus six. You know, you, well, you, because you here's know, the reason. I mean, see, Because of the, the chopping the tail off. Exactly. Well, you're making it where a significant chunk of your winners is impossible because you won the other a, one. Exactly right. So just you can tease both sides of a game, theoretically. They just, just got to get teased to different things. Yeah. yeah. But then what you're saying is... Because you want to not get if you win the other piece, you'd like to have a lock win out of the two, whatever side it is. If it's New England, let's say go New England on both, so it'd be New England at what uh, two and a half? Yeah, minus eight to minus two. All right, so minus two, and then in theory, you right now you can get uh, Jets plus seven and a half, right? Yes, and in fact, pulling back the curtain, I did. Give out those jets to my clients and teasers earlier today. So you're saying if you're a Fezzik client, you get better picks than if you are not a Fezzik client. I am, yes. But you give a lot of picks for free. I do. So that means they and you. Wow, and you're the best seller, even though Mackenzie's beating you in the NBA. Not in the NBA, yeah. And you know Dave Esler's right up there, but you're the guy. Okay, you know who's been doing well. I mean. Everyone's been doing well lately with the, you know, with I guess the podcasts are saying these guys know what they're talking about. It's pretty good. All right. Good who's stuff. This, they, who's this they there you're referring to? No pronouns. Yeah. Well, no, you can give pronouns when you have indeterminate people. If you're not naming, <laughs> you don't use pronouns for teams again and again. All right. What's next? I'm going to go with my one weight, the Kansas City Chiefs minus two and a half at the 49ers. And I learned my lesson last week. I thought that the 49ers could fade the injuries that they had on defense. And I know that they're getting some guys back, but it's still the majority of the guys on that defense are, are banged up. Uh, and they had six, they were missing six defensive starters entering the game last week, and they lost two more corners during the game. It's like it just keeps piling up for the 49ers. Uh, I'm hearing that Bosa's a maybe, which is, I guess that's good news. Uh, but Ward now considered day-to-day. Uh, Hufanga came back in the game after he cleared concussion protocol. And then on Monday, they said, well, he's showing signs of head injury. So they put him back 
in concussion protocol. Uh, it just feels like, and I know Jimmy Ward won't play, the Chiefs were blow for blow with the best team in the league last week, and now they, they face a, a, a defense that's just banged up. It's a, it's a mash unit. I don't know how the Chiefs don't bounce back here, so I like Chiefs minus two and a half. Hmm. Faz, any thoughts? You know, one, I have a quandary here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about this. So San Francisco has a long history. They go on the East Coast trip. They play the back-to-back games, and they've done great in, and this, in both and the games. exception this year. Exception the second leg, but still overall. But they've done better on the second leg. That's right. So now they're 4-1 on the second leg. So here's, here's my problem. I, I no longer have a comp. The comp is they kick butt the second game East. They come home, and they stink, and they're 0-4 against the spread. All right, so one thing I'd say right away is I don't think losing helps you because mm. you've made a big emotional and, and, and energy commitment to this like extended training camp in a way. Yeah. And if you and if you're used to getting a payoff, imagine that you uh, were following the Grateful Dead, okay? And you were selling whippets. What's a whippet? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I heard it was laughing gas, like the den- you know. But at the Dead shows, they'd have the big tanks, and you and it was they called it hippie crack. Okay, hippie. You, you know crack. hippie crack, right? Of course not. <laughs> anyway, it's a illegal substance that you could sell. I never did. I bought it, but I never sold it. Mm. <laughs> I remember a guy. Hippie crack. <laughs> there was a joke where some guy was going, I don't smoke the shit. I just sell it. I always worry that RJ like talks to everyone else in production. We're going to f- pretend like we're going to fake out Fezzik. That we're going to make up a word, hippie crack, and then oh. even see, if he, see if he says, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Well, remember, when it doesn't two years exist. ago, you didn't know who Kanye West was. So how how could I mean like how would we even know what to make up? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> we were gonna have a segment on SOV, not AM, in which it was like full fat. Tell him like so and so was once the president. No, he would know the president, but like just make up stuff. But and why like why would we have to like discuss it and make it up when the real thing is good enough? Like, like that's the thing. Can we get him to believe? Something like Kanye West once had like 19 kids or so. Like, is there a way to tell some story that's so crazy? Like that comedian Hart. I didn't even know who that dude was like three years ago. Kevin Hart. Yeah. The most famous comedian in the world. He had to make like a. <laughs> they had to make a big commercial. I think Bill Cosby is more famous. Now that he does DraftKings commercials. Of course, I know who he is. And he was in Jumanji and stuff. Well, is Cosby been convicted yet? No, uh-huh. and he shouldn't be. No, I thought he was convicted and then released. Well, no, he was, it was overturned. It, it was overturned. Oh, a technicality. You yeah. mean the Constitution? He was acquitted. He was acquitted. No, no, no. He no, was no. acquitted. His conviction was overturned. That's different. Okay. Remember in the beginning. So, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, go there ahead. you go. Ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No. You bring Only up if a you're great talking point. about date so, rape. So, if Kansas City's doing lousy. Uh, oh, well, well, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Let's finish the hippie crack. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can we save that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So imagine this now, Fez. You just you don't like going, let's say, to um, Scranton, PA. Oh, God, no. Because forget Joe Biden. Forget those working class people. Right. You're high class. Exactly. That's Groundhog Day. But, Shit. But, I'm not doing that. But somehow your, synd- your syndicate of selling nitrous makes a trip to Scranton because it's like there's big money in it. This is the big money. All the yokels come out, and you just give them the hippie crack, right? Yeah. And you're thinking, money, money. It's kind of like betting at a kiosk against one of these bad sports books legalized in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and some people say, they ask you the question, Faz. They say this. They say, when does it all end, huh? 
How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough? And you just ignore it and keep going. But you get down there and it's rained out. Mm-hmm. And you hardly sell any hippie. I mean, you're knocking on doors trying to sell it, right. but it ain't happening. You come home. Are you going to be energized from that? Ooh, it's, it's all you fail, coming you together. See, you I'm, I'm did like, something hard. It usually pays off. Do I even this out, one does Do I even bring the hippie crack back and pay for the freight you, on it? Or do I just you might do cut it the on losses the and throw it in the garbage? Yeah, or if like... Yeah. That could be the end of you then. Yeah, like, and I'm all depressed. That's a good point. So, so, I so, actually, so, I mean, seriously, they, they yeah. made a big effort. They usually get a payoff. Flat spot they at home. They don't hear. And right. they don't get they don't get a big home field anyways. They got the beer and they get the wine and cheese crowd. Polite Your crowds. Yeah. They're not doing hippie crack. Yeah, we're not going into the black there's hole. No, there's no nitrous. John tanks is not in going into no black hole, but we would go we would go watch a game in Napa or wherever these guys are. Santa, Santa Clara. Clara. Thank you. So we won't tell anyone, but raise your hand if you've ever done nitrous. Oh my gosh. Uh, does, does, does that have a cool whip can count? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the worst kind. You don't even want to do that. Kids. Though, if you can get the tanks, that's your choice. But the little things, you do not want that. Because uh, let's just say this. You could tell when people do, did a lot of those whippets. They, they started talking slower. Mm. And never changed, actually. It was the end of it. I've noticed that. About <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> no, I don't even know what I you're like saying. You. So, RJ, you would. This sounds like S-O-V-A-M stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So you would look to Kansas City, and you'd want no but part of gotta, San Francisco. But here's the thing. you got to wonder about how they're feeling. Yeah, they just had a war. And, and let's be honest. That's a team that will go lax if they need to go. But remember, this now, well, this is revenge for the 49ers from the Super Bowl. I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe they're going to be low. Maybe they were yeah. looking ahead. And McKenzie, you didn't see that, McKenzie? They were looking ahead last week. When you laid five and a half in the market, it was four. Dumb. I think that's sharp. We just saw, you know, like like the the Kansas City Tampa Bay and the, the, the you know for that Maybe. revenge. And this is. But it. I'm not even sure Kansas City feels those kind of. They seem like they're above it. I don't like think San Fran's above it. Yeah, so that that's what I'm saying is I don't think they care about like defending their turf of what they won. The Jimmy G and Jimmy revenge G gets a, game of the yeah. year. He might complete that pass. Gavs wide open. Will Kyle Shanahan ever win a Super Bowl? Because you think about it, like Mark Stoops, who you know I know, he was the D-backs coach at Miami against Ohio State, the the, the infamous pass interference, right? He, they would have won a national title if it was Alleged wasn't pass interference. Yeah. I thought it was well reft. <laughs> so then the odds are he'll never win a national title because he'll be a head coach from here on. And... Uh, I mean, where's he going to win? At Kentucky? No. He, he would have to be like a 10-win-a-year guy at Kentucky for several years and get a, big, a bigger job. Yeah, but even there, if it's not Alabama, I mean, it's, it, let's just say the odds are way against sure. it. And it was that – and again, that's the goal, right, to win a national yeah. – so it's funny. Shanahan was up 28, you know, as a coordinator. What was that, 28-3? to three? Yeah. Mm. Greatest comeback ever. And then you consider the game against Kansas City – has anyone ever been closer to winning one and not winning it to date? Ooh. I don't think so. Mark Levy, Jim yeah. Kelly, yeah. yeah those those were not those, but, but, those were not extremely close games after well, the first, well, the first one. Row, yeah, but the coin flip against yeah. Parcells, right? And then it all went down. <laughs> the Redskins yeah. game was reasonably close against the spread, maybe. You know what's funny is who was it? A really sharp. 
NFL guy was saying he thinks the best team in NFL history was that Washington team. Just I heard it this week. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I've heard the same. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't really handicapping. Like, I was using other people's picks. That was a great team. Yeah. Speaking of Mark Rippon, we, we brought the name up a bunch yeah. tonight already. So could Mark Rippon be the, co- or the quarterback of the best team of all time? <laughs> no. It seems impossible. Maybe it's the best team other than quarterback. That could be. Because really, you think about it, it's going to be the teams that win it without a good quarterback. Right? Thousand Ravens. Yeah, that would be in the conversation. The Bucks. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Uh, well, we've got two games left that none of us have a pick on. Let's right, start let's with the Raiders, minus seven, hosting the Texans. I To me, because we got a young coach, or a, a, not a young coach, but a uh, recently uh, hired coach with the Raiders, they're not going to give up. right? If this was like, hey, this guy's half-fired, maybe. To me, they're thinking, hey, Look around. I mean, they're in the wild card race. I mean, they're not oh, in the yeah. race, but if they if they get hot, they can do it. So I don't think you have any motivational issues when you have a team that's had a horrible start. Fez, this feels analogous to a winless team off a of bye. It does, and I think the motive it's going to be focus, focus, focus. I, I agree one hundred percent. The problem is is that Houston's also off a of bye, and they're a road team, and they're also a one win team, so they're going to be fully focused as well. Except they're not trying to. I mean, they're trying to win, but Houston is. They have no expectations. Sure, but 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 still, I don't. This whole bye team off the bye on the road stuff. Uh-huh. I don't like to fade those teams. So uh-huh. there's been thirty eight games in the last 20 years with teams both teams coming off of buys mm-hmm. the road team is 21 16 and 1 ats that's about what the the, the, the they do seem to have an advantage yeah. off of buy the favorites are 20 17 and 1 now that's interesting and the teams that have the better straight up record 13 and 18 ats okay which so that's interesting the favorites have won more but the, the road team has won more yeah which says there's been some road favorites Yes. Mathematically. By the way, we didn't mention that Detroit, of course, is off of a bye and a road team as well. So that's another reason I like Detroit against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Yankees go in 15 minutes. Or let me see. Eight minutes. You a little nervous, Scott? No, because uh, as I gave out on uh, SOVAM, okay, okay. we wanted the Yankees to lose this game, or we expected them to lose this game with Justin Verlander pitching. So that we get a better series price on the Yankees after the game one loss. What do you think of that, Fez? I always think it's foolish. If you like a team, it's foolish. You think? Well, the reason it's... being is because of the way the Yankees pitching lines up in this series, they'll have massive pitching edges in the later games. Now, but, but but what RJ's going to ask me is that if I'm so sure Houston's going to win, why don't I just bet Houston game one? Well, I think it was because a couple they were minus one ninety. There's a couple factors here. One is baseball is different. If you have a handicap on a pitcher. Like NBA playoffs or something, every game's pretty much the same. It's motivational. What here? It's a fight. I mean, what is pitching? Sixty. Per- well, I guess with the starters not going as deep, mm-hmm. started pitching is what forty percent now, maybe of the handicap. When Verlander's pitching, it would be he's the Cy Young winner. How so. old is he? Thirty nine, <laughs> and he got shelled in this other playoff game against Seattle. Curiously, so he- that had. That, that I was going to bet Houston on the run line. But I was concerned about the, you know, obviously small sample size one where he got he, he was at home against Seattle and got creamed. It reminds me of one of my favorite lines of Entourage. At one point, you know how drama would go around saying, well, that reminds me when I was with Ralph Macchio on the Karate Kids set, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. At one point he goes, 
you know, when I was hanging with Mickey Rourke during Bar Flies taping or filming, and, and Ari looks and goes, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great re- Bar Flies is a great movie, by the way. You ever see that? I'm not. Mickey no. Rourke is playing Charles Bukowski, effectively, though they don't name that. And he's just drinking at the bar, writing poetry, stealing stuff from people's houses. It's a good movie, though. And uh, it has uh, one of the greatest lines, actually, I think, is Mickey Rory hooks up with his blonde. And you could tell the blonde was hot in her day, but, you know, she's moving towards 50. And she looks good for her age, you know. Hot before electricity. <laughs> and he's doing Roddy Dangerfield now. Okay. <laughs> she must have been something before electricity, <laughs> yes. I think is the way it went. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so she's like some kind of mental illness. So she's like talking to herself. She's going, I'm not going to fall in love. I'm not going to fall in love. I'm not going to. Like they're sitting in the same room for the first time. I'm not going to fall in love. And Mickey Rourke looks like he goes, honey, you got nothing to worry about. No one's ever loved me yet. And he like gives her a big smile. And it was like, it's pretty, pretty dark. Pretty dark. <laughs> Next game. I mean, we don't have much on this, do we? No, nope. Monday Night Football, Bears uh, plus eight at the Patriots. Okay, so we're gonna, you guys will want to, we'll try to make this more of a concise, like something to slip in. All right, Feds, I'll let you, as the two-time Super Contest winner, start. Belichick takes away one-dimensional teams. Well, the Bears, I can argue they're a zero-dimensional team, but I guess, you know. Yeah, they're running the ball. They run the ball. And New England can take away a one-dimensional team. So I think the Bears are really going to struggle. I can't see the Bears getting past 14 points. I would certainly look under in the Bears' team total. I think um, they're going to be offensively challenged. Okay, so Belichick against, as you said, the one-dimensional teams, excellent. I think, though, you'd be buying high with New England right now, right? No I mean, doubt. Let's be candid. Before They went to Detroit. What was the line in that game? They were dogs, right? They were laying three. New England was late. Was I wrong? I'm not. I can't remember. That doesn't. Detroit sound right. had all those injuries. I th- I, okay. Okay. I that might have been it. Let's see what I, I see here. Right. I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. New England minus three. Okay. But effectively, a little better than a coin flip, and they dominate. All right. Obviously, they're getting points against the Browns. They dominate. People. You know. There's a sense that hey, this team is built just like Geno Smith for 2022 in the NFL because running the ball is important, defense is important, mm-hmm. and the two high. And Belichick and the Pats have hit on this draft. Chicago, we can debate how good they are. Are they the worst team? Are they the next worst team? If you look at the drive success rate and the net, Chicago is number 31 right now, number 31 and their offense is number 29. Carolina the worst? Carolina's the worst. So that's entering this weekend. Uh, that was entering this weekend. And I got to tell you, the only thing that causes me pause to go with New England is the extra price, where it's gotten expensive. But also, I would say Fields had his best game on Thursday. So 10 days rest. Would you agree best game so far, Faz, for him this season? Now I mean, the numbers say so. That, that, that's a great question because obviously the Bears didn't – they scored seven points. But he, but he put up great stats. They just had all kinds of problems in the red zone. This, Aside from the red zone, absolutely. This line a week ago, look ahead, was six. Mm. This is typically a time I'd come in on the Bears. I'm going to pass. I don't bet against the genius. All right. You guys want to add something? Yeah, I was going to add. I mean, I I know you mentioned that look ahead there. 
how much of this the change in that is people saying, oh, Bailey's happy is not a downgrade from Mac Jones? Well, they had the whole Green Bay second or pretty much the whole game. And then they had the Detroit game. Do you feel like this last game against the Browns added a lot? I mean, it feels like that the sentiment from a week ago till now is going to be up a little, but just a little would be my yeah. thought. But is I guess back to this taping is what feels like the chances of Mac Jones playing? Likely. You think likely? I think likely. I see. I think the opposite. But I think. It, but, six- but I haven't paid a lot of attention because I don't think it's going to matter. Because the feeling is that if Mac Jones plays, he's not going to be 100 percent yet. Yeah, and and I think now they feel like, oh, we're, we're, Bailey's happy. He's good enough that why rush back Mac Jones? If he's not 100, percent I don't think Belichick plays. Yeah, you know, and as good as Zappi's played, it's a good point. And what I saw last week that really impressed me. I thought the Patriots were going to go into that game and just run the ball down Cleveland's throat. Cleveland's the worst run D in the league. And uh, okay, New England's going to do what's smart. Run the. They didn't. They they barely ran the ball. And Bailey Zappi threw it all over the yard on and those. This guys. is back to what we talked about. You can stop the run. Any team can stop the run. They just got to commit the right number of people to the box. But now you're in trouble otherwise. Yep. So uh, meaning against the pass. Yeah. So if you're not if you're one dimensional, it's a problem. With a coach is committed to stop. But that's what Belichick does on the other side of the ball. He's going to stop your best thing, no matter what. He'll go man to man if he has. To. So if he says, "Okay, Patriots, we're going to stop the run of the Bears today," what do the Bears do? Uh, I, again, I think yeah, J- Justin Fields throws interceptions. Exactly. <laughs> All right, boys. Anything to wrap? Uh, you got to decide what your one weight's going to be. All right, that's interesting. The floater. Mm. All right. Did you want to choose from our one weights or? No, that'd be stupid. Uh, I don't want to choose from your five stars, right? All right. So why don't we, this will be good. (laughs) (laughs) This will be good. What are you laughing at, man? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Have some sugar. Have a lemonade. His tongue's jetting around. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> you know who? Nah. All right. This is what I'm going to say. Let's have everyone present their picks, and I'll see if anything rings a bell. Fez. So, five weight, Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Four weight, Carolina Panthers. Mm-mm. Three weight, Washington Commanders. Hmm. Two weight, Detroit Lions. One weight, Cincinnati Bengals. Detroit Lions. Okay. Off a bye. Yeah, I'm thinking I like the lines, but I'm going to wait. AJ? Uh, I have Seattle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm against you on yep. that. Yep, Cincinnati, uh-huh. Tennessee, uh-huh. Detroit, uh-huh. Kansas City. You're on Detroit, too? Yes, sir. All right. The Giants, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Jets, and the Buccaneers. All right. I'm going with Detroit. The, the fighting Dan Campbells, baby. All right, remember, we've got coming up, the co- well, the college football pod's already out. We got SOV AM with their exclusionary tactics. Not judging. I mean, do you, you guys, if you owned a country club in the 60s, it'd be just like Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Well, you, you would try. You would try with your oppression. But listen, am I, am I upset? Yes. Am I going to make a big deal about it? Yes. Am I going to talk about it any longer? No. But watch that. Listen to that. Feds, we got our stuff Monday night that comes out Tuesday. I thought it was good. Next week, I think it's going to be better. We've been killing these line moves. I think it's Killing them. And um, Recommendations early. That's it. But it's, it's really, you got to, it's almost a full-time job listening to all this stuff. It really is. But you know what? You get paid in knowledge. Oh, wait, Feds, you got to yeah. bring us out. Remember, not in the mic. Hey, 
Hey, let's be careful out there. He sounds like he's on his last legs. Talk to you next week. 